Blog Talk Radio. shows of the year, and uh, I, of course, am uh, Jason O'Brien. Uh, I took some took some sexy pills, and this is what came out. Uh, now, <laughs> Jason is uh, working, so he's going to be late for his own big show. What the hell? Yes. <laughs> he's doing a movie with uh, John Travolta, and not every day that you get to uh, be gently masturbated by movie stars, so that's where he is right now. I mean, we could have we done this tomorrow or something, right? Yeah. Well, the gang's all here. Chelsea, Mark, Garney, myself, Jamie. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah, doing all right. How are you? I think it's like a tradition from now on that one of us has to have something happen that makes us not be able to call in. (laughs) Yeah, it might as well be the host. Yeah, right. So, so it's going to be a a great night, uh, a big four hour, uh, four or five hour show. So to get it started every year, (laughs) (laughs) we we usually put together a grand medley, and this year, Garney. As as has been tradition for so many years, you assembled this medley. Is there anything you want to say about it to set it up, play on it? Um, well, I I had a limited time to record the vocals because I did it at a television station uh, editing bay in between news broadcasts. So I wasn't able to go over and. So basically, I just want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's always good when it opens with an apology. No, it's it's. Uh, um, I will say that um, the rap battle. You know, what, just play it. Just play it. Just play it. Okay. Now, are there going to be any like breaking news alerts during it? Or uh, no, 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 there won't be. Since she's saying it in a news station. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's Guardians Medley. There is a 10-second bit of silence, but I'll be singing any second now. <laughs> it's a wonderful night for Oscar, Oscar, Oscar on Blog Talk Radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another Oscar medley from Garney Johnson. So let's talk about the movie that's going to win this year. One, two, three. Big red billboards outside. Ebbing, Missouri. So much profanity. McDonough, Martin McDonough. I think you're gonna be the one ABC might have to bleep out some of McDormand's speech. Let's hope the envelopes are placed right, hope they're placed right. Unlike for Moonlight, last Oscar night, it's another unpredictable race. It could be any one of five films. The Shape of Water, Dunk, Cork, and Lady Bird. Maybe Get Out can be billboards for the win. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. What about Darkest Hour? This is MCMF coming at ya. You know what the MF stands for. So what do you do when war has broken out? You give that guy who's drinking and smoking too much a shout. Sorry, Neville Chamberlain, you're fired for life. You can worship like a dog at the shrine of Hitler's lies. But take me to Churchill, he'll sharpen the knife. I ain't telling no lies. Look in my eyes, we gonna rise. Catch them by surprise. Fight them in the skies with might and pride. Right on our side, in darkest hour, a man becomes a tower, and a guy, as the history of Britain is written, oh, what a ride. Oddly enough, it's kind of a prequel to Dunkirk, that's also nominated. That moment in history cannot be overstated, that moment in history cannot be overstated. It's a sort of a, a sequel to the King's Speech, too. Just give them all a best picture each, boo. Wait, 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 wait. You better slow your roll, son, because your mic's been stolen. Can't stand idly by while you diss Chris Nolan. Check it out. Darkest Hour ain't shit without Gary Oldman. Your award sales pitch is deader than Willie Loman. Might as well just give that pick to the greatest showman. Because Dunkirk is the only title worth knowing. Bitch, I'm doing my rhyme. You got your own time. This shit is lit. You want to battle with it? You may be the starter, but I'm going to be the finisher. You can't out-rhyme a prime minister. I'm refraining from complaining while you're more explaining to the people in the train and in parliament debating. Moviegoers want less talk and they need a lot more action and that's why they go for the Dunkirk satisfaction. You had your chance, Chris. Nolan, you got stranded on the beach when Inception lost the Oscar to the King speech. No, you have to understand that Chris Nolan is the man. You're wrong if you think Wright can outdirect him in a fight. I'm the pride. You prejudice. Don't get up. You better sit. 
Just like that time that was alone spent drudging through a tome, man. <laughs> you mean the one that won Best Picture at the Globes? You just showed a lot of shit that explodes. Atonement showed the beaches of Dunkirk for real in a five-minute one-shot that you tried to steal. You know what we have got that you have not? A motherfucking plot. What? What do you mean Darkest Hour got a plot? The rise of Churchill is all that you got. That movie is as cheesy as Pimento. I'm talking about the guy that gave us memento. I'll sneak into your dreams and get all up there like Inception. Come from outer space in a stellar reception. Your time is up. Prepare for your defeat, cause don't everybody know the Dunkirk honor in retreat? Retreating is cheating, 300,000 sheep's bleeding. You're beating, sit down, I'm still competing. We'll fight them on the beaches, fight them on the sand. Fight them with our dicks out, show them who the man. Swinging the tide, the battle to our side. The cavalry's coming on a bareback ride. Brits, get your long spear firmly in hand. Now lick it and stick it in the Sudetenland. We ain't running, nope, we riding toward them. Oh, we got hope from Commissioner Gord. Someone lit the bat signal, instead of the bat signal. Now Germany's hopes we gonna thwart them. If we lose best picture, my mouth will be foaming. But it's okay, cause we still got Gary Oman. Yo Gary, they should just give you the statue. You know it's faded, nobody gonna catch you. They overrated, even Daniel Day-Lewis is infatuated. When I say Dorcas, you say our Dorcas. Our! Dorcas! Our! People have got the power now. Germany's gonna cower now. Dorcas! Our! Dorcas! Our! Freedom forever. The time is now or never. Dorcas! Our! Dorcas! Our! Oh, shut the door. Peace out. No, this shit is war. Jordan was a comic on Comedy Central after he did Mad TV. Now he's nominated for a bunch of Oscars and he's making history. Get out! Get out! The Oscars ain't so white no more. Get out! Get out! Halle Berry opened up the door. Tonight has been opened. Get out, get out. A thriller that's a perfect 10. Get out, get out. I hope there's something it can win. Get out, Oscar. Living in a Viag where they grow a lot of peaches. Beautiful Italy, damn delicious peaches, sexual frustration relieved inside the peaches. He said, call me by your name and then I will do the same. Then he said goodbye like later. In a year he'll call me on the phone and I'll sit down by the fire alone. Reflecting on our romance, I'll just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry millions of peaches peaches so sweet and cry millions of peaches sexual treats ladybird you grew up in sacramento California Now you want to leave the nest for 
Sometimes feels just like torture If these really are the best times Just kill me Drama club Might offer some brief escape tunes with that cute blonde boy but oh maybe instead take that musician at least he won't kiss boys in a bathroom stall ladybird get drunk at your party Then wake up in the ER suffering alcohol poisoning Just go to church Then call your mom with an I just sang the entire plot of Lady Bird. But now let's talk about I love you, the best film of 2017. Like a Disney cartoon with roles reversed, but there's no singing crab to help her. But there are the feds and the KGB chasing her. has 
when you just getting sick, then you can choose to cobble all the shoes. But what's this film about? Can you give us some clues? Right. That's the rest of the movies that deserve to be nominated for Best Picture, which leaves just one, the most Oscar-baity of them all. So why not finish with the only song you can finish with? Keep printing the news for the Oscar race. It's gonna be a part of it, the post, the post. How could they refuse Spielberg and Tom Hanks? Oscar bait at the heart of it, the post, the post. But there's enough room in Best Actress for Meryl Streep. She earns that nomination Just in her sleep My little medley Has finally come to an end Let's get on to our predictions In this Oscar show Mark and Chelsea are here with Jamie just like last year. Now back to you, Jason O'Brien. That's great, man. Awesome. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I should have said it goes back to Jason O'Brien, who's not here. But. <laughs> yeah, that was like an that was an awesome production. You got the, you I got wish the, I could go uh, back and do some of the vocal fall, stuff Broadway over vibrata. again, but yeah. yeah. No, your, your voice is awesome, man. Vibrato to your voice, it sounds great. You do. Well, I, like you know, you, you said the bar yourself. pretty high last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> next next year next year Chelsea and I are taking over. Hell you guys no. should leave. <laughs> you, guys go to the you don't want that. Oh, no. You don't you don't want that. You don't no. want that. Okay, let's go through these oh damn it. I don't have uh, I thought I had the list. <laughs> I, I have it here. I have it here if you need it. Okay, the worksheet. All right, okay, I got it. The first uh okay. category that we're doing tonight is uh, Best Original Screenplay. And, of course, there's a clip for that because uh, I obviously have six fingers on each hand and I can do this. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to find There's no play button. What's going on? <laughs> no, it's great okay, because I got this it. makes it feel like a regular Oscar Oscar show. <laughs> yeah, yeah like we put no effort into it at all. Uh, best original screenplay. You guys ready? Yeah, do it. Okay, great. Sure. All right, here are the here are the nominees. 
For the Best Original Screenplay, the nominees are The Big Sick, written by Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Najani. Kumi, you're being selfish. You're not thinking about us. You're not thinking about Khadija. In fact, you're not even thinking about that girl you are in love with. You think American Dream is doing just about whatever you want and not thinking about other people? You're wrong. You are wrong. Get Out, written by Jordan Peele. I just sat there. You didn't call anyone? No. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that if I did, it'd make it real. Hmm. Lady Bird, written by Greta Gerwig. Mom! You can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice The way enough. that you work, or the, or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Lady Bird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Lady Bird like Christine. you said you would. Just, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College, and then to jail, and then back to City College, and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to everybody. <laughs> The Shape of Water, screenplay by Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor, story by Guillermo del Toro. Well, you look at this. Look. Some of the best minds in the country peeing all over the floor in this here facility. Mm, mm, mm. There's pee freckles on the ceiling there. How'd they get it up there? Just how big a target do they need, you figure? Get enough practice, that's for sure. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, written by Martin McDonough. I'm doing everything I can to track him down. I don't think those billboards is very fair. The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. But I'm glad you got your priorities straight. I'll say that for you. Okay, they're the nominees. Since Jason isn't hearing, he was scheduled to go first. <laughs> uh, Garney, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it to you to go first this time and the next. So, best original screenplay. What do you think? Um, this is a kind of a tough category to predict because uh, Jordan Peele won the Writers Guild Award, but uh, McDonough wasn't nominated for that, right? Because yeah, I he, guess it was ineligible. It wasn't registered or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so they, I think McDonough. So McDonough's going to win it, win the Oscar, especially since he's not nominated for director, and this is the only time they can vote for McDonough. Um, and I also think it deserves it. It was the best written uh, film of the year. So, yeah, three billboards would and should. And, uh, Mark, do you concur? Um, I concur that it will win. I don't know that I'd concur that it should. But, yeah, that's, that's where I went for, for the Oscar. And Chelsea? I went with Get Out. Um, I don't have it winning much else. I wasn't actually a huge fan of it. Save your hate mail, everybody. But I think that's <laughs> where they reward Jordan, although I'm rooting for the big six. So. Yeah, you know, the out of, out of all of these, the big six has the best kind of story behind the story. Yeah, uh, you know the the fact that it's based on a, a real life event that's kind of kind of wacky, but um, I, but I don't know if that will have any role in kind of pushing it ahead. And you're right, I think like Get Out, um, if it wins much of anything, it's most likely in this category possibly. But 
I'm going to go with three billboards as well uh, because it feels like the most writerly. I mean, this guy is a award-winning playwright and screenwriter. I mean, he's and, – and I think a lot of times they give it to the one that's most writerly. And Aaron Sorkin – oh, he's the next category. Okay. Uh, all right. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of, did Jason send you anything about what he thought or anything in the early category? I'm going to say Jason agrees with everything I say tonight. <laughs> All right. Adapted screenplay. Is there a file for this? Of course there is. Here we go. Best adapted screenplay. For the best adapted screenplay, the nominees are Call Me By Your Name, screenplay by James Ivory. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to make yourself feel nothing, so as not to feel anything, what a waste. The Disaster Artist, screenplay by Scott Newstater and Michael H. Weber. Scene 112, take 13, market, action. I did not hit her, I... Okay, okay, wine. I did not hit her, it's not true, it's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Take 17. Action. I hit her. No. Do you want to change the line? Script is script. Script says same. You're doing great, man. Logan. Screenplay by Scott Frank and James Mangold and Michael Green. Story by James Mangold. Okay. Your nurse, she read too many stories. You understand? Too many stories. Yes. I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay? This all here, none of this. No, no, exists, though. Okay? You understand me? This Eden does not exist. No, no. It's a fantasy. Okay? See that? Those are the names of the people who just made this. (laughs) They made this whole thing up. Molly's Game, written for the screen by Aaron Sorkin. What are you taking home? 10,000 a night now? That is my business. Literally. Between you, the dealers, and the servers, you're taking a lot of money out of this game. Not as much as I'm bringing to it. That 10000 is 10000 that doesn't go into my pocket. Again, my money... Your money is my money. Is it? I think we should talk about capping your tips. You want to get together with the other players who on my tax returns are called clients and discuss putting a ceiling on my wages? It'll be America's most closely watched antitrust case. Right there, right then, that fast, I lost the game. Mudbound, screenplay by Virgil Williams and Dee Rees. My grandfathers and great uncles, grandmothers and great aunts, father and mother, broke, teal, tall, planted, plucked, raised, burned, broke again. Work this land all they lie. This land that never would be theirs. All right, best adapted screenplay. What do you think, Garney? Hello? Oh, I, I, again? <laughs> yeah, because Jason, I'm going in order. So Jason wasn't here last time, so it went next to you, and now it's you again. Oh, okay, okay. All right, 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 right. Um, so this one's Do not easy. question this one's, me, Garvey. This one's one of the, I'm under a lot of stress. One of the easiest. <laughs> right, right. This one's one of the easiest ones of the night. This is Call Me By Your Name. 
I mean, James Ivory's been nominated for directing three times. He never won. And his first shot at screenwriting at the age of, what, 81? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's going to win. Chelsea, what do you think? I agree. Man, we're going to get done by 11 tonight. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> no. Let's I'll do just, it. I'll just start spinning some stats here then. Slow, slow Mark, what do you on. say? Um, so, yeah, uh, Call It By Your Name won WGA, BAFTA, USC Scripter, Critics' Choice. won basically everything you need. Um, so that's yeah. the clear front runner here. Let me ask yeah, you this. Only... I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Call Me By Your Name too. Do you think that yeah. Logan's nomination speaks to the diversification of the Academy membership, or does it speak more to the strength of Scott Frank's name? Um, I might even say neither. I I, I might go as far That's as that. That's not an option. I gave, how... you, I gave you two options. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it, I'm going my own way. I think it speaks to just how either. A, how strong the original screenplay films were this year, or B, how weak the adaptive field was. All year was pretty much before up front, call me me by your name, Mudbound, Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and then there was that fifth wild card that Logan kind of became that front runner for that fifth spot at the end, but it was just a a weaker year for, for for films of the adapted genre. Yeah. But it, it absolutely was one of the surprising nominations, right? Do you agree with that, Logan? Um, I I picked it, but it, it, again, it was Jesus. like a twenty-fifth hour. I know, <laughs> God, I'm an asshole. I had to throw that in there because I had it. But it was it, it wasn't, wasn't that surprising hour. once it got the Writers Guild nomination. Yeah, and the oh, yeah. It got both. It was nominated for WGA and Scripter, so it kind of it kind of came out of nowhere, but became the clear fifth. Uh, you know, all uh-huh. see again all season. We didn't know what five was, but once WG and Scripter weighed in, when you get both those nominations, it's hard not to pick it. Yeah. All right. I'll just have Jason go back and edit all that part out where I got so much wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> our next, our next category is documentary feature, and there's a clip for that. For the best documentary feature, Abacus, small enough to jail. Abacus Federal Savings Bank had one of the nation's lowest default rates, not the highest, one of the lowest. Frankly, if every bank had underwritten as well as Abacus, we wouldn't have had a financial crisis. People get the wrong impression that Chinese are not law-abiding. This case is an attack on our community. We're easy prey. Too big to fail turns into small enough to jail, and Abacus is small enough to jail. Faces Places. Déjà, je pensais pas que l'image serait aussi grande. C'est vraiment l'idée que j'ai ces points que je souhaite le plus. Les visages que je rencontre. Icarus. That has the potential of affecting the credibility of all sports. Why would I watch an event that's fixed? Danger? Yes. Oh, I need to escape. Putin will kill me. Holy shit. Last men in Aleppo? Yeah, that's right. That's good. I'm going to be a man. I'm 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 a man.
Strong Island. 23 white people will decide no crime has even been committed. It was like all the sand left the world. I'm not willing to accept that someone else gets to say who William was. documentary feature what do you think mark um so yeah the only one i didn't get to see was faces places and that's probably the favorite here with agnes varda mm-hmm. uh, in front of that um so uh this was a tough one one of my last minute decisions i really loved icarus and i think the timeliness of the olympics i'm kind of hoping um kind of push that a little ahead of what may be perceived as a runner. so i went icarus yeah you went Icarus, okay. I did. Uh, Garney, what do you think here? <clears throat> I'm in the same boat where I saw all of them except Faces Places, which conveniently comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> um, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Why did yeah. they do that? Yeah, it's out on DVD That's Tuesday, right. and, right. my lo- <laughs> and so then my local art house theater is showing it Tuesday night. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking with Faces Places. I think that it's it, – even though it's yeah. not the most important – documentary it does seem to have the most passion yeah. behind it all right well chelsea first let me ask you since you're my documentary buddy uh yeah do these represent do, do these represent the best of the year i don't think so so i didn't get to see faces places so that's what i'm predicting but i actually preferred the shorts i thought they were better and i was far more passionate about those um, not to skip ahead, but my skills was one of my favorite of the year in general. Um, but I, I was very disillusioned with the features this year. I actually really yeah, kind of hated it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of odd because there, uh, every year I find at least two or three that are almost top ten worthy for me in terms of documentaries. Yeah. I generally yeah. gravitate towards them more than narrative. But uh, this year was different. But I'm going with Faces Places, too, be- just because that's where all the heat seems to be. Um, and I- I'd be interested to know if she just, uh, she just represents herself with a cardboard cutout during the ceremony. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let me see Did if there's a like, documentary guys... short subject club. Hang on. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. You know, if we really oh, wanted to be done before you guys, 11, we could just not do the clips. But Well, there's no clips for the next three. I think we just, I think we just read the nominees for the next three. Oh. But I was going to ask if you guys – did you guys like Icarus? Did you get a chance to see that one? I wasn't a fan. No? I actually like – of the four that I saw, I think I liked Abacus the best. Okay. Well, and plus, I mean, it, it, it bears saying this, that – Steve James represents one of the all-time great snubs in this category. So, uh, with for Hoop Dreams, years ago. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, right. so uh, I mean, that the, the fact that he's in this category now could be, or you know, him winning <laughs> could could be the yeah. ultimate payback. I'm just throwing out scenarios. Uh, but uh, Icarus, I saw, I did see Icarus, and out of 
um, it was a high stakes documentary, and I, I generally love yeah. movies where where things are happening as the film is progressing, like it's happening right before your eyes, and it's not all pre-staged or talking heads after the fact. And, and I so right. I appreciated that about it. But in general, right. I I just don't give a shit about the doping scandal. I, I, <laughs> and <laughs> that's just yeah. the fault of mine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, exactly the same boat I came from. I just wasn't interested. A documentary short subject. I guess I have to read these. I'm not going to read the filmmakers because I'll massacre them. Um, <laughs> Edith plus Eddie. Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. Heroin. Knife skills. And traffic stop. Oh, Jamie goes first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to defer to one of you guys on this because typically – I take the cheap, easy way out, and I just go for the most interesting title in, in these categories. Uh, and there's nothing with a colon in it, and that's usually always the winner. So <laughs> yep. I. Uh, that's true. It's a good point. So I've I've heard the most um, raves about traffic stop. I'm kind of gearing towards heaven as a traffic jam on the 405. So tell me I'm wrong, guys. Which one? Did, which one do you take? With. Which, which one? Chelsea, which one? Which one? Or... Which one I went with Heaven as a Traffic Jam. <laughs> you did? Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And Mark? Yeah, Knife Skills was my favorite, but I, I'm predicting Heaven. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Chelsea on this. I think uh, what a great – one of my favorite categories this year, and, and normally it's one of it's the one that I get to see none of usually. And luckily, mm. a lot of these were available. Uh, to be seen this year, so I got to see all five. Um, knife skills also my favorite, um, but I really was fascinated by the subject of heaven is a traffic jam. So I, I, I think, I, I mean, this one could go a thousand ways, or I guess five ways. Yeah. Um, but I went with heaven. I went with heaven is a traffic jam. Knife skills is the only one I didn't see because I didn't feel like. Oh. Selling out. I didn't call him on yet, <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like he hurt. was done. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Gordy. Um, so yeah, Knife Skills. I only watched the trailer, and it does seem interesting. And it, a lot of it was just I, you know, I kept thinking, oh, I'll go home and watch it, and I just had been busy. And tonight is actually the night that they're showing all the documentary shorts at the theater down the street where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm obviously not there. Uh, and I was going to go for just part of it, but I looked at the lineup and Knife Skills was playing at the end. So they're probably watching it right now because it was like a three-hour program since all the short documentaries are all like 40 minutes. Um, I'm going with Heroin because it's the it's a timely uh, topic, and Netflix won this category last year with the White Helmets. So I think that it being behind Heroin is going to help. Um, and it also it, it's a hopeful documentary because it's about women making a difference. So it also speaks to you know female empowerment as well as an epidemic. Uh, I it wasn't my favorite even out of the four that I saw. Um, I Which thought was? Uh, you know I, I I wasn't as big a fan as of Heaven is a Traffic Jam. I thought it went on a little too long. Um, and I liked traffic stop 
to a certain extent, except that they never talk to anyone from law enforcement to get that side. Yeah. Like, I know they're obviously not going to be able to talk to the guy because of the investigation and everything, but they could have talked to yeah. someone who could, in the effect, speak to what goes on yeah. and what was going through his mind. Um, so I sort of liked the playing sweetness of youth and Eddie. But I wasn't a big, a huge fan of any of them. They were all just kind of not quite as deep as I wanted any of them to be. So which one are you going for? Heroin? Yeah. Heroin is what I think will win, yeah. Okay. okay. But Heroin I think is the best one. <laughs> how great was the judge? How, like, how likable was the judge in Heroin? I mean, I, I just wanted to be like her best friend at the end of it. Yeah. She was so, she was so awesome. Here's the thing with uh, that I feel about heroin, not the drug, but the movie, and as a, as a topic in general. Uh, I have like I have a side job where I write movie reviews for this Russian who puts documentaries on a website. Like he pays me per review, and they're all like mostly terrible documentaries. But I swear to God, every other documentary is about heroin addiction because it's the it's oh, it's wow. it's yeah. definitely one of the major crises that are, that are plaguing not only America, but are, around the world. Um, so I, they, they honestly, after a while, these movies feel like a dime a dozen for me. <clears throat> I don't know if, if Academy voters will have the same level of fatigue, but uh, that could be against it. All right. <laughs> Good discussion. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I think Jason. We're all just sad now. Okay, I'm sorry. I brought us down. I think Jason (laughs) just sent me a message, so he should just call in. Best live action short film. This is to be read. I'm seeing this now on the side here. Chelsea is going to read the nominees for us tonight. I am. Uh, DeKalb Elementary, The 11 O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, and Watuote, All of Us. Um, I got to see all of these. I liked them all enough. Um, I really loved the 11 o'clock. It was hilarious. Um, but I went with DeKalb uh, because it's just very timely, obviously. Um, and I, I think that's just going to resonate right now. Okay. I don't know who goes next. Is there a... It's you. <laughs> it's you. Yeah, it's you. Oh, it is me? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mark? What about you? What do you say? <laughs> I, I I actually agree with everything Chelsea said. I think uh, the eleven o'clock. I think, and I hate, I hate even saying this, but if not for recent events, I would be picking the eleven o'clock. I think a lot of times in yeah. this category, the light-hearted film can sometimes break through, especially when it's surrounded by four heavier films like the eleven o'clock is. Uh, but it's just too damn timely. I think they. I think they're. You know, they're going to want to give those filmmakers a, a chance to speak in light of recent events. Yeah. And when, when, when were the ballots due? They, the final voting was, I think Tuesday was with the, when the deadline. Okay. Was. So, so it's, it's post recent. shooting. Uh, yeah. Voting was going on during that. Yeah. Okay. And Garney, what say you? Um, I'm going with Watu Wate. Uh, because it does have, again, there's more of an optimism to it, and it's also a true story, just like the Cobb is. 
Um, but I see it's a, it is a three-way way race between those two and the 11 o'clock. I don't really see, see them going for the Silent Child or um, I don't even remember the other one. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, yeah. My nephew, uh, which is also a true story. That's the thing is you've got three true stories. And for the longest time, like going in, I was thinking it would be the 11 o'clock for all the reasons that Mark just said. Um, but I think that Watu Wate is going to be the one that wins. Okay. So what is that? Three to Cab Elementary and one Watu Wate? Is that where we are? Did you, yeah. did you go with the call? I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Did you, did you go to call? Yeah, I just echoed. I just echoed whatever Chelsea okay. said on this category. Okay, gotcha. I trust her implicitly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> best animated short film. Garney reads these nominees. So go at it, Garney. All right. Well, I'm not looking at it. So off the top of my head, I know that there's <laughs> Garden Party, Dear Basketball, Lou. Um, the revolting rhymes and the only one that I didn't see negative space. And, uh, this one is a tough one for me because garden party is the one that I think should win, but deer basketball has that pedigree behind it with, uh, Glenn Keane animator from Disney, John Williams doing the music and it's Toby Bryant saying goodbye. And I think there's too many Laker fans in the Academy <laughs> that, you know, they don't need to see all of them. So they'll just they'll just say, oh, Kobe's up for an award. Let's vote for him. It, who cares if he settled a sexual assault case out of court? We're gonna give it to him. So I'm I'm yeah. being cynical with this one and going with your basketball. Uh, usually I go when I go for a risk on this one, it pays off. Like last year, I thought it would be Bear Story, but that one was a little more sweet than Garden Party, which is just a really good visual gag and well done. Yeah. So, deer basketball with a slight well, chance of an upset from Garden Party. Well, like you, Garney, uh, I had a tough time with this, but mostly because I don't give a shit. But uh, the <laughs> one that I ultimately chose was the same one you did, which is deer basketball, because I, I don't think Kobe can lose in L.A. I, you know, and I think it's too good to see for that crowd to see Kobe Bryant up there accepting an Oscar. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you. Know. And it is Chelsea. What, what and it you? is sweet. <laughs> it's not without yes. merit. Right. Uh, Chelsea, what do you what do you say? Uh, I went with gear basketball, but uh, Lou and Negative Space were my favorites, so I'll definitely be rooting for one of those instead. And Mark. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. I, I went to basketball, and it, it's it's odd because I when I watched it, I was just like, well, I was kind of, at the end of it, I was just kind of like, well, so what? Like I, I wasn't moved or anything. And then a couple of days later, I started thinking, you know what? If that was about LeBron, and you know, Chelsea and I are local Cleveland fans here, um, if that was about LeBron in that same sense, I would have been, probably been bawling, you know, <laughs> toward the end of his career. So. I, then I started putting together like, you know, man, these these fans, these are uh, this is LA, like you guys mentioned, and I don't see how they wouldn't, you know, if majority of them are Laker fans. I don't know how you pass on that one. So yeah, cool. Mark, you haven't been, uh, you haven't given us any stats so far tonight. Oh, did you want them? <laughs> We're trying to be done by eleven. Remember? 
I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to help. You, I'm trying to help you guys out. And and of course, it is the short film, so there's not really there isn't really much stats for short films. But All right. get, well, I, how I expect, many times has a basketball star been nominated for this category? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I would imagine not often. It is so odd that a basketball player is being nominated for being short. And that's pretty much unheard of. <laughs> All right, our next category is Best Animated Feature, so let's, let's hear the nominees. For the Best Animated Feature Film of the Year, the nominees are The Boss Baby, Tom McGrath and Ramsey Niato. Who are you? I'm on a mission. There's not enough love to go around. My job is to find out why. Now give me a double espresso and see if there's some place around here with decent sushi I'd kill for a spicy tuna roll right about now. The Breadwinner, Nora Tuomi and Anthony Leo. You're Barwana! When you're a boy, you can go anywhere you like. I'm going to find Boba. No, you're not. I'm going. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Coco, Lee Unkrich, and Darla K. Anderson. When there's no one left in the living world who remembers you, you disappear from this world. But you can change that. we got to find my cricket grandpa. you got to do it by sunrise. What happens at sunrise? You'll be stuck here forever. What? Ferdinand, Carlos Saldana. You're finally ready to fight? Come on! I am not a fighting bull. The movie sends a message that resonates very strongly with me. Don't judge a bull by his cover. Loving Vincent... Roto Corbelia, Hugh Welchman, and Ivan McTaggart. Great artists are not peaceful souls. That is the price of your path. Is it worth it? Did he change his mind? Did he want to live after all? You want to know so much about his death. What do you know of his life? What did you do for him? I would like to show by my work what this nobody has in his heart. Your loving Vincent. Best animated feature, those are the nominees. It says here that Jason's supposed to go first, and uh, speaking for Jason, I know that he loves Song of the South. So let's go to Garney. (laughs) Uh, I did see every animated feature. Every animated feature that's nominated I got to see, and if the story in Loving Vincent was anywhere near as impressive as the visuals, I think it could win. But the story, just it felt like Law and Order Special Vincent Unit, where he just goes <laughs> to one person, they talk a while, and he says, well, you should go talk to the guy at the docks. Then he goes and talks to the guy at the docks, they talk for a while, and he says, you should go talk to the people at the inn. And he goes to the inn, and it's just like after a while I got bored. Um, but Coco is kind of the surefire win here. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of. It is. Che- Coco's going to win. This yeah. Game. Chelsea, do you think so too? Or? I do. Um, I didn't care to see Boss Baby or Ferdinand, so I didn't see those. But um, <laughs> I actually really liked The Breadwinner. Um, I thought it was a really great story, and I, I was super into it. Um, my favorite animated of the year, though, was Your Name. And I know it was released, I think, in like 2016 but maybe here in 2017, I don't know, whatever, but that was actually my favorite. And I'm, I'm sad that it, it couldn't be nominated because it was really, really fantastic. And one of my favorite of the year, but I think Coco wins. Yeah. What about you, Mark? 
Yeah, I think uh, if if you pick one award to call the absolute lock of the night walking in, it's, it's this one for Coco. Uh, and it's gotten yeah. nominated everywhere across the board. It's won tons of critics' prizes, all the uh, guilds like the motion picture or the the sound editors, the visual effects award. It took BAFTA, PGA, Art Directors Guild. Like it took literally, literally everything. So uh, I think New Mexico and Detroit were the only two critics groups to go anywhere else with their votes. So and where did they go? Pretty pretty easy pick. Uh, New Mexico went with Loving Vincent, and Detroit went with the Lego Batman movie. Huh. Aside from that, it's like everyone else went Coco. Yeah, I think it'll be Coco too as well, uh, and I, I think half of those people will get it confused with Coco before Chanel. But here's an interesting thing <laughs> about Lee Unkrich, who is the co-director of Coco and yeah. the Toy Story movies. Did you know that Lee Unkrich is a major fan of The Shining? That he's writing a book right now about the making of The Shining, of all movies. Hmm. Interesting. Awesome. I know that because he emailed me and wanted me to give him all these contacts for Kubrick. And I said, well, I better get a special thanks <laughs> in your book. <laughs> uh, all right. Awesome. Let me see if Jason's called in yet. No, he hasn't. We're at uh, Best Foreign Language Film. And uh, Mark, you have the honor of reading these nominees. Do you guys mind if I read them in their native tongue? Please. I always find, that <laughs> I always find it to be the – I always find that to be the most fascinating part of this show is when we get to listen to the foreign language film trailers and we don't know what the hell's happening the whole time. So I'm going to miss that by reading these. Uh, All right. So we have from Chile, we have a a fantastic woman Uh, from Lebanon. We have the insult from Russia. We have loveless from Hungary. We have on body and soul. And from Sweden, we have the square. Um, this is probably the category that I saw the least amount of the films. I only saw um, On Body and Soul and The Square, unfortunately. Um, I had a chance to see A Fantastic Woman in Telluride, but I figured I'd have another chance to see it later, which was my mistake. So um, I would toy. This is actually one of the last two categories that I that I decided on. It was very a very tough call. Um, Fantastic Woman seems. I mean, it's right now it's kind of the front runner. Um, but the insult is gaining a lot of steam as of late. So I made a last-minute switch to the insult from Lebanon. Oh, wow. Interesting. And what's the, what's the plot of the insult? The insult is about uh, a Palestinian in Israel, I believe, and there is a physical altercation that leads to some kind of trial, and it, it's supposed to be like an emotional uh, rousing type film. I, I don't know. Again, I didn't get to see it, um, but it's in Beirut. But, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Beirut? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's I, only got, I only got to see, uh, yeah. I only got to see one of these and that's the square. Um, oh, and that's a filmmaker I love it's because that's the filmmaker that did force okay. majeure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved force majeure. But I, the square I thought was so odd. Like it was one of the stranger movies I sat through this year. What'd you What'd you yeah. think of it? Do you like it? I did think it was. I I did think it, the movie itself felt a little like an art installation, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of which kind of mirrored the, what the movie was doing. 
But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't over the moon with it. And I can tell you, it's been many years since I've seen a fantastic woman. And uh, But I know uh, <laughs> I, I'm really familiar with Loveless. And uh, okay. Loveless is getting a, a lot of a lot of praise. With that being said, I'm going with a fantastic woman, because I think um, I think especially in the the climate of today. I mean, first of all, I've heard that it's a great movie, but also in the climate of today, in the yeah. spirit of inclusion, um, I think I think it's really got a lot on its side. Uh, Garney, what do you say about this category? Um, I didn't get to see Fantastic Woman or Loveless, uh, but of the three that I saw, I liked Insult the Best, and I think it's going to win. There were parts of the score that I thought were great, uh, but I do agree with you. It was like an art installation piece that meandered a lot, um, and it didn't stay with me. Like, it, like I thought that maybe a couple days later I'd still be thinking about it, and I wasn't. Um, the insult plays strong as a courtroom drama, but it's not just a courtroom drama, and it's also a film about tolerance. And uh, I, I, I think it's and the, the guy. It's the same guy who directed the attack, and which was uh, banned in a lot of countries. And this one's only banned in two mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Jordan and Syria, I think. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the insult. Were you able to find that on like anywhere where we could find it, or is it at a theater? I I went to a screening of it at okay uh, the theater. Right. Damn it! You saw it illegally. I mean, just admit it, Garney. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, that's not one. The only uh, thing that I saw illegally was Garden Party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chelsea, what do you say here? Um. I went with a fantastic woman, but I only saw on body and soul in the square. So I just went with what I was hearing the most about. So not an educated guess really. But you just decided to agree with me. That's Um, that's why you chose it, right? Exactly. And we're up to, what is this? Best supporting actress? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. I'm, I'm trying to find the, Oh, here we go. Here's the file. For the best performance by an actress in a supporting role, the nominees are Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Well, of course I had to get an acting coach. And, of course, Dee Reese had these workshops before we even got in front of the camera. And then, of course, I think I was being prepared my whole childhood life for this because as, as a child, my mom would send us to Georgia to see my grandparents. So I would see my grandmother as this woman. I would see my aunts as this woman. So this woman was already in me. She was already in my DNA. So... I knew how to move like a southern woman, speak like a southern woman. They say it's bad luck to watch somebody leave. Allison Janney in I, Tanya. I mean, when I was a kid, did you ever love me or anything? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I didn't like my mother either, so what? I fucking gave you a gift. He cursed me. You're a monster. Spilled milk, baby. Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Please don't let her sit around waiting for you. I'm very fond of her. Oh, you're very fond of her, are you? Well, in that case. No, don't turn it on me. I don't want your cloud on my head. Shut up. (laughs) Shut right up. Don't pick a fight with me. You certainly won't come out alive. I'll go right through you, and it'll be you who ends up on the floor. Understood? (laughs) 
Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. Well, the script attracted me to the movie right away. I read the script cold, and I and I, I thought, oh, what a great mother-daughter relationship. Very unique. And I was really, really flattered. I hadn't done a movie in since I don't know when, and I've only really done a handful of movies. And uh, then when I read it, I had a teenager at home, and I'd had a couple out of the nest already, and I thought, well, I truly identify with parts of this already. Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Lord, help me if they ask me if I do. I'm not a good liar, except Bruce. It takes a lot of lives to keep them married. Zelda is a, a woman of the times. I mean, it, it's 1962. Uh, black people don't have the right to vote. Uh, so she's considered a second-class citizen with, within society. But within her world at, at this uh, facility, she's a queen. I mean, you know, she talks nonstop. Best friends with Eliza, Sally Hawkins' character. Plays a mute woman. Yeah. She plays a mute woman. And she's also uh, the voice of uh, that character when she's in scene with her so it was uh, a wonderful progression of friendship uh, both in real life and on screen to get to play that opposite Sally all right best supporting actress it says I go first um, I'll say that it seems to me that Leslie Manville has kind of risen up in the in the ranks of possibilities in the past few weeks um, <clears throat> I would prefer it go to Laurie Metcalf because that's my f- favorite film of the year and she's an integral part of why I love it so much. But I think uh, supporting a lot of times goes to the the flashiest um, and that would be Allison Janney. And uh, she certainly has a track record of wins so far this season to back that up. Uh, so that's who I'm going to go with. Mark, what are you, what are you going with? Yeah, so we we might as well get in front of this now. So um, all four of the acting categories, it's the first time that they've all four won Critics, Globe, SAG, and BAFTA. Um, it's never happened that all four win all four. Um, so it's interesting to see, is, is there an upset lurking? And I think if, in the acting categories, if there is one, it's probably here. It's probably Laurie Metcalf if there is an upset, but God damn, I love that Leslie Manville clip. That's probably my favorite part of the whole movie when, when she when she gives him that line. Um, so I wouldn't mind a, an upset in her favor, but it's it's really hard to look away from Allison Janney. I think she has such a uh, she's such kind of like a well liked actress who's done just a lot of stuff, and it feels like it's a you know it's a great performance, but it's also kind of like a career thing maybe too the that she's due for something like this. So. I went with Jenny. Yeah. Chelsea, what do you say? Um, I actually agree with everything you said, Jamie. I I think Jenny wins, but um, I love Lori Metcalf. I love everything she does, so I would love to see her win. Um, but I also really loved Phantom Thread. I thought it was just delicious. Oh, yes. And I think she was she was great. So went with Jenny, but I'm good with Leslie or Lori winning here. By the way, I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy that Phantom mm-hmm. Thread got it got a lot more love than I think a lot of people expected yeah. to do in the nominations, which is good yeah, thing, for sure. Because that's great movie. Uh, Garney, what do you say about this? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be one of the white women, um, most likely Allison Janney. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's gonna be Allison Janney. She's it, it, and it's a shame because Lori Metcalf just won a Tony for um, 
Doll's House Part Two. Mm. So this could be a great year for her, but you know, movie voters don't care about the Tony Awards. And Allison Janney's such a industry fixture for television, winning awards for West Wing and that show Mom. I guess it's supposed to be good. I don't know. I've never watched it. But um, yeah, I agree that Lauren Metcalf should should be walking away with this award. Allison Janney does a great job though, so I'm not that upset, except that she's beating Lauren Metcalf. And it's just it's just one of those parts. I mean, it's a bite the camera off the lens kind of part. And I think uh, yeah. I think those kind of swallow all the attention come awards time. Um, all right, our next category is best production design. This award is given to the person that produces the best design of the production that they produced. <laughs> and uh, the nominees, <laughs> the nominees for this category will be read by beautiful Chelsea. Aww. Um, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Um, I went with The Shape of Water here. I think it is such a beautiful movie to look at, and it was my favorite of the year. So um, I very much hope that this one goes to The Shape of Water. Yeah. Garney or Mark? Sorry, Mark, what do you think? Which one? Um, Yeah. Like Chelsea said, I, I agree. Shape of Water. It's interesting. The whole like movie is just set design. Like there's so much to yeah. you know her apartment and then the the lab where the creatures held. I've got a couple fun sets for you. You ready? <laughs> yes. And I've been and I've been waiting. Um, so here, here's a couple things. Well, here's one in favor of um, Shape of Water is the nominee with the most overall nominations has won this Oscar ten times in the last seventeen years. That bodes well for Shape of Water with 13 nominations, I think it has. Um, it also has gone to the Art Director Guild winner uh, 14 out of 21 years, and that is also Shape of Water. If Shape of Water is to win this Oscar and goes on to win Best Picture, it will be the first one to do so since uh, 2003, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. So it doesn't often mm. line up with Best Picture. And that's it. That's all I got. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Garney, what do you what do you say here? Um, yeah, I think uh, Shape of Water wins here. It just had the most uh, elaborate look to it, and this might be the only award it wins. Oh, Ew. maybe. Which would be oh my God. Which would be a shame <laughs> if it's the only one, but it certainly deserves this award and more. Uh, why is Darkest Hour nominated here? Uh, I mean, oh, the, is the there a lot of design scene. that goes on in bunkers? Or the, well, the mean, shadows in the like hallways the as he walks yeah. through, and just the period of time, <laughs> the train. It's, right. The Academy usually nominates period pieces here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, best costume design. These nominees will be read by beautiful Garney. No, because I love my costumes. Um, Okay, Uh, I think off the top of my head, again, I'm not looking at lists, but I know that there's Beauty and the Beast, Phantom Thread, uh, Darkest Hour, uh, the Victorian Abdul, and Shape of Water, right? Those five? Best job. All right. Um, This is one of the easier calls of the night, uh, Phantom Thread. 
it's a movie about a costume designer. Yeah. It's, it's right. part of the movie. And I generally go for whatever movie has the dress that every girl wants to wear, that's the one that wins. Although I think I was wrong when I thought that about Atonement. It lost, right? Yeah. But so this year it will be that, And that rules out Darkest Hour? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by that means it might be Beauty and the Beast, you know, because every girl wants to be Belle. But no, Phantom Thread wins this award. It's uh, it's 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 got to win something. I I would hope it wins something, and this is its strongest chance. Yeah, it's the most obvious um, possibility. Chelsea, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. I think um, like I I can't even like put into words what I thought of the costumes and and Phantom Thread. They were just gorgeous. So. Um, I think this one takes that for sure. Yeah, and beyond just like uh, pretty clothes, the process of making clothes and clothing Mm -hmm. itself and what it means. I mean, the movie is just infused with that. It's in the movie's marrow. It's what it's about, really, and how it reflects the, the shortcomings of the lead character. So I, I think it's a no-brainer. But am I? Are we wrong, Mark? No, you know it's it's odd though because this this should be lose. such a no. This is this should be this should be such a no-brainer. But um, the costume designer guild, you think this would be like their favorite movie of all time? They went with the Shape with of the, Water over it. Shape of Water, yeah. So yeah, which is I mean it's probably the strangest thing. I mean this year's been a little unpredictable, but. It's, it's just one of the oddest things this year is the costume designers not going about a movie about costume designing. But yeah, it seems it seems almost impossible to pick anything but this year. And until the costume designers killed, it was like the second most likely thing to happen. My thought on that is that with Shape of Water, there was costume design for so many different classes of people, whereas Phantom yeah. Thread is all the upper class. So I think yeah. that when you're actually looking at the scope of the costuming, that's why the, the guild would give it to Shape of Water. But when you're just going with all the Academy members, they're going to go with Santa Thread. Yeah. It's, it's very possible. Now, that monster, here's a really stupid question. <laughs> yeah. That monster, that's a costume. That's not computerized. Yeah. Does that, does that count? Does that count towards costuming or makeup effects? Um, it's a, I believe I believe it's costume because the eye, from what I understand about the visual effects, it's it's just the eyes of the costume that are that are special effects, and everything else is costume. From what I remember hearing, but I may be wrong. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know how much is makeup. makeup category. Oh, okay. All right. But I don't think Academy voters are going to stop to consider that. Yeah. No. Uh, Best makeup and hairstyling. It's my favorite. Mark, you get to read it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to thank I'd like to thank Jason for giving me the the one with three nominees. So I appreciate I appreciate that. Keep it keep it short and sweet. Um, So for best makeup and hairstyling, we have Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Um, and I think, you know, again, this is one of the easier ones. You can kind of just cross off and move on with his, uh, at least in my opinion, yeah. it's Darkest Hour. 
Would it have killed them to nominate two more people? I mean, just to... Yeah, I don't know why they still have three there. Because, I mean, they, they had three, and I think it was visual effects for a while, and they finally went to five. And I think song was the same way, and animated was the same way. Like, everything's gone to five, except for picture, of course, except for makeup. I don't know why they, I don't know why they still stick at three. It has to do with how many get onto the short list that have a certain amount of qualifications. And so yeah. that's why there's only three. Interesting. Yeah, because there were a few uh, others that you could see. Like I, Tanya, I, I was surprised I, Tanya wasn't in this mix. Just for like all the, the makeup with Janie's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And true. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was also yeah. eligible and it didn't make yeah. a cut. Yeah, and this is what Suicide Guardians... Squad won last year. Right. And I think mm. the first, didn't the first Guardians win this? I want to say Guardians won the makeup one a few years ago. Let me look that up real quick. Oh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah, remember it being nominated. And, uh, I mean, it just was the nominated for visual make. effects and makeup. God, sorry. Oh, it was nominated? To, uh... Yeah. What did it lose to? Oh. Um, let me look that up. Probably something with a guy with a big nose. <laughs> that that <laughs> tends to happen. Very, very, yeah, very possible. Uh, let's see here. Did you see what they did with been... his nose? Oh, actually, you're, you're not far off. It's uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. So I guess that's maybe for oh, the yeah. uh, Tilda. That Tilda's one make well the hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tilda. Tilda that, that, that one's Tilda, Tilda yeah. Uh, okay. Well, just the makeup to to make uh, Margot Robbie look less attractive. I mean, that's that's a feat. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, that should have been. That is there. that is quite an achievement. Uh, so regarding what do you, what do you did did I ask you what you wanted on this category? No, it's Guardians? darkest hour. It's darkest okay. hour. Yeah. And Chelsea. Darkest hour. And that guy's an artist. Like he's not like the guy that works in the makeup van and all uh, Joe Schmo's movies. I mean, he he really transforms people. He's an artist. So okay, cool. the next one is cinematography, and we have a clip. Here are the nominees in this category. For the best achievement in cinematography, the nominees are Roger A. Deakins for Blade Runner 2049. We shot some work on a tank that we actually built to shoot this night exterior with wave machines, this like storm sequence. And of course the water had to be heated because it was like end of October or November, I think we were shooting it. And it was really cold, it was almost freezing, but it was really kind of nice. You get a happy accident because all the water started steaming about Uh seven o'clock. You got this fantastic Uh steam. So every evening after I figured that was happening, I I, uh, had to stall before we started shooting (laughs) so I could get the, the steam so everything matched. Bruno Debanel for Darkest Hour. So based on this idea that there was a duality in this character, so um, we we kind of decided that just to play with it, and uh, so we we kind of discussed the scene and said, okay, this scene could be you know, very dark, and we we barely see him, and then the other scene could be him walking into a beam of light. So it was and being totally lit. So if you take, for example, the very beginning of the movie where Hatley is um, is talking to Chamberlain and we see uh, we see Churchill's ball hat. 
so I decided not to light the hat, and uh, and then we discovered Churchill in the following scene in his bedroom, and he's lit by by the matches of his cigar. So that's how he starts. So it's kind of a character coming into light, and then the opposition was as his last pitches, which uh, conclude the movie, was about his, him being in total light, so he's not able to hide anymore. Hoyte van Hoytema. For Dunkirk. We had one camera mounted on the wing of a mock-up Spitfire that we were going to catapult out in the sea and the divers they were all going to be there and we were going to retrieve that camera and we had a whole plan. So the plane got catapulted and the divers were swimming to the plane but the plane literally sank to the bottom like in a matter of like a few seconds. So then it, it went to the sea bottom and the film couldn't be retrieved for like, you know, several hours, like two hours or something, and once we retrieved the film, the camera was broken. Everything was soaked. It was literally just laying on the sea bottom. But our uh, focus puller, Bob Hall, and our um, loader, they uh, they came up with a plan, and they uh, took the magazine to the dark room, and they poured fresh water over it, and they sealed it and sent it back to America in a, in a, in a, in a container, you know, immersed in water, and the shot that actually made it to the film, so, yeah, look, look great. I'm, I'm kind of almost thinking I should treat all my, uh, all my images with salt seawater at some point. Rachel Morrison for Mudbound. See the title and you know you're in for it a little bit, but Mud was, was you know, if it wasn't rain that we were creating, it was in, you know, in the south in the summer, you sort of get one to two thunderstorms a day, so you're in the middle of a, a sunny scene, and two minutes later, it's pouring, and then you're sort of cleaning all the gear off and, you know, shuffling through and trying to find some continuity with what you've been doing before, and then we had to make mud when there was no mud, so it was the elements, you know, both man-made and certainly the real elements were really the biggest challenge on that film. Dan Lawson for The Shape of Water. When we shot Salomon Kane, we have a lot of rain. We have the problem with fog and the rain deflectors. And the directors kept that in the movies. It looks amazing. You know, the fog is very, very strong in the beginning. And the rotating is going on. It's just disappearing. And it's opening up the landscape. It looks great. fantastic. But mm -hmm. it was just a big mistake when we did it. <laughs> but it looks really cool now. Mm -hmm. All right. That's cinematography. Jason's supposed to go first. But right this minute, Jason is doing a Dunkirk with John Travolta. So, Garney, <laughs> let's go to you first. This is a really strong category. Um, I think that there's arguments for any film to win. Probably the least would be for Darkest Hour. But you've got history being made with uh, Rachel Morrison being the first female DP to be nominated. And she also did the uh, cinematography for Black Panther, which is breaking all kinds of records right now. And if Mudbound had gotten that Best Pick nomination that it almost got, I'm guessing, I would think that she would be the prediction. But how many times are we going to nominate Roger Deakins before we finally <laughs> give him an award? Well, so yeah, I'm, I'm 14 is the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I think I right? think uh, this is this is his year. I mean, I can see. Yeah. I I'm worried about Dunkirk taking it because of what they did with film. But other than that, I think mm -hmm. this is Deacon's year, finally. Chelsea, what And well-deserved. Chelsea? Um, I went with Blade Runner 2049. I think it's just um, beautiful to look at, and it just seems like the most stylized of them all. So that's where I went. 
And uh, Mark, what do you think? I also have Blade Runner. It would be the first sequel to ever win in cinematography, and I think it will. Really? Oh. Yeah. Good stat. Good stat. Well, uh, I, we're unanimous because I think it'll be Roger Deakins too. Uh, I happen to really love Blade Runner, um, and I did like the photography. But even if I didn't, uh, I'm just ready for this narrative of being a constant loser to be over for Deakins. Yeah. So, uh, and I think this is, you know, it's a visionary enough film that uh, warrants his his winning this. Uh, yeah. But uh, like Garney said, <clears throat> there's a lot of strong argument for Rachel Morrison as well. I I like her, um, and actually she's the one interview I've done in the past 11 years where she, she uh, wanted didn't like me and wanted to do the interview over again. <laughs> so really, uh, yeah, screw that bitch. I hope she loses. All right, next category. Wow. Next category. I won't. I won't go into any more detail. Best supporting actor is the next category. Uh, so let's uh, let's see who the nominees are here. As soon as my screen reloads, and it's not reloading. Hang on. I got to play this clip. Here we go. Supporting For the best performance by an actor in a supporting role, the nominees are Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. When your friend puts you in charge of a kid, that kid becomes your responsibility. You ain't taking responsibility. And you got that one, too? She's from Futureland, right? Oh, well, you got to relax, my man. You going to redo my expense reports with your whatevs? Your kid killed my night. I wanted to watch the ball game. You're going to pay me for three hours that I got to work later? Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'd do anything to catch the guy who did it, Mrs. Hayes, but when the DNA don't match no one who's ever been arrested, and when the DNA don't match any other crime nationwide, and when there wasn't a single eyewitness from the time she left your house to the time we found her, well, right now, there ain't too much more we can do. Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water. If I could go back to when I was 18, I didn't know anything about anything. I'd give myself a bit of advice. I would say... Take better care of your teeth and fuck a lot more. Oh, no, no, that's very good advice. Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. Obviously, he absolutely worshiped money. I, I think that uh, he is much more human than, his, than history has made him out. He did have to have a humanity of some sort. He had a completely unsentimental attitude toward the kidnapping because he excused it by saying that he had so many grandchildren that if you pay for one, then you've got kidnapped grandchildren from then on. So there was some some sort of logic in that, even though it was as cold as ice. Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. When's the bail hearing? I asked the judge not to give her bail on account of her previous marijuana violations, and the judge said, sure. You fucking prick. You do not call an officer of law a fucking prick in his own station house, Mrs. Hayes. Or anywhere, actually. Was that the new attitude, Dixon? Your mama been coaching you? No. My mama doesn't do that. Take him down. You hear me? Okay. <clears throat> I'm supposed to go first here. Uh, so let me say, by the way, Jason just uh, messaged and said he's still working. He should be done soon, and he'll call in. 
as soon as he's done. It's so nice of him to call into his own show. <laughs> Best supporting actor. Uh, you know what? I adore uh, the Florida Project, and I have never loved Willem Dafoe more than I do in this movie. So he is my favorite. But that being said, I'm pretty sure Sam Rockwell's going to get it, which is fine, but um, it, it's going to hurt me a little bit because I have such a soft spot for that movie and that performance. Uh, Mark, who, who do you think is going to win this yeah, I, I also have Rockwell winning. Okay. That's all I got. Garney? This is where I think there's going to be a surprise. I'm going with Willem Dafoe here, and uh, for a couple different reasons. I think that there's the chance of the split with Sam Rockwell versus Woody Harrelson. Um, the fact that Sam Rockwell's character is the one that people seem to have problems with, even though that's not Rockwell's fault, and he gives a great performance, and I'm okay with him winning. It is the strongest nominee outside of Willem Dafoe. I think that not enough people saw Florida Project before the ballots were due for nominations for it to get the the Best Picture nominations a lot of people were predicting, but it had a very um, passionate fan base. And this being Willem Dafoe's third nomination, this is not only a recognition of this performance, but also his body of work. And he's been out there um, uh doing press for this and he's certainly admired and beloved and I think that we're with how the awards have been going the same way we're due for a surprise somewhere and I think this yeah. is where it's going to be and so I'm uh, going out on a limb and saying that Willem takes it I hope you're right Chelsea what do you think um, I am not going out on a limb. I am going with the safe bet, Sam Rockwell. So I'm bored. Okay. It's okay. <clears throat> You're more likely to win office pools when you do that. <laughs> uh, um, I have a question fact. for Mark. Wait, can I ask okay. if, if Mark might know the stat? Um, how often has a, someone won supporting actor for a film when there's been someone else nominated from that film also? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, you, I know, could, you could just say it number. Know, it won't mean anything. Right. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham did it for Amadea when Tom Tolson. Well, that was in lead actor. For, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're just talking supporting actor, it narrows it down. But in any acting category, I mean, it's, it's, it's happened a few times when neither one won. Like uh, Selma and Louise, I think, right? Mm-hmm. They were both yeah. nominated. Some of Louise, kids yeah. are all right. Platoon, when Willem Dafoe yeah. lost to Malcolm Michael right. Payne. Um, right. Bugsy. So, Godfather, be, uh, when all three of them lost to Joel Gray for Cabaret. Gross. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's, be, always, that's some... always an argument, though, that they'll cancel each other. You always hear that. They'll cancel each other out yeah. and that kind of thing. Also, when, when mm-hmm. like, uh, the same actor's nominated in supporting and then actor. They always say, oh, they'll cancel each other out since they're nominated for two. <laughs> Same actor for two different categories. Yeah. I, I don't know that thinking either. But, uh, well, I mean, it worked for Pacino and Emma Thompson yeah. and Kate Winslet. Weren't they all nominated in the same year, twice, and then one for one? Right. Yeah, yeah. so thanks, thanks for proving me wrong there. Uh, best visual effects. <laughs> 
this category is going to be Red Chelsea. Why am I reading so much? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, where am I? Oh, yeah. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, War for the Planet of the Dawn of the Rise of the Apes. Um, I went with Blade Runner 2049 because I think it's the best visual, it's the best to look at, um, like I said, for cinematography, so I think it just sort of wraps this one up, too. Mark, what do you think here? Yeah, this was a hard one for me because I had been on War for the Planet of the Apes all year to win. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I think my thought process there was, A, it's like almost all visual effects and it's fantastic, but also that it's kind of like, uh, you know how a lot of people think that Return of the King, a lot of people believe that it won for the trilogy. And yeah. so that kind of uh, was in my mind, too, since the first two Planet of the Apes probably deserved to win or were at least worthy of winning and lost. I, I figured War for Planet of the Apes, but then uh, BAFTA going to Blade Runner just made me a little uh, a little hard to, to go with War for Planet of the Apes. There's also a really interesting stat that I've kind of gone with every year that ties visual effects to production design, of all things. Um, 14 of the last 17 winners for visual effects at least received a nomination in production design as well. So only three times in the last 17 years has that, has that missed. And Blade Runner is the one that matches up with that stat. So I went with BAFTA and then that, that fun fact, uh, I went with Blade Runner. Nice fact. Garney, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going with Blade Runner 2049. I went for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes a few years back and it lost to Interstellar. Yeah. Um, so I don't, it's not going to make that mistake again. And I think that going for Blade Runner 2049 also honors the original Blade Runner. Um, cause I don't think it won. Uh, and it just had, it, it was flashier. I mean, the effects in planet war for planet of the apes are definitely, I think superior and groundbreaking, but it, since it is so full, you just sort of get numb to it after a while. Whereas Blade Runner just keeps being flashy. So I think that's what's going right. to be rewarded. And it's also a more serious film because it has more nominations. There are going to be a lot of people that want to vote for it somewhere that maybe didn't vote for it in cinematography, so they vote for it here. You know, and Blade Runner has one of the truly best set pieces of the year uh, in, the, in the, the Vegas section and the Elvis hologram. Like, that's a sequence that uh, that I always think of like I'll never forget from Blade Runner because it was just so yeah. like, out of left. It was so wacky and, and unique and it played perfectly in that scene. Yeah. Um, and that's I a big, a scene. big factor too. Yeah. Cause there's not any one moment in war for the planet of the apes where they remember that image, the way you remember certain images from Blade Runner. Right. Um, at the same time, War for the Planet of the Apes is not nominated anywhere else, right? That is correct. Right. So if they if they nominate that movie once for the for this category, they won in this category. Could that mean that that's that's the one they favor? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you mean like if they, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was only nominated in this category and it didn't win 
Interstellar was nominated like I said, in a couple other categories. Like I said, there's there's no fucking way to win. Best sound mixing. <laughs> oh, there's a clip for best sound mixing. Let's play this. This will be fun. Oh, I hope it's Jason doing his usual. All right. right. Sound categories. So maybe it's both sound categories in one. I don't know. We'll play it. We'll find out. Yeah. Baby driver. Blade Runner 2049. Dunkirk. For the shape of water. one sound clip because mixing and editing have yeah. exactly the same nominees. Uh, All right. I'm right. a little That's slow. the first time, Sorry. too. That's the, that's the first time that's ever happened, by the way, that the sound categories lined up five for five. So will the sound of Kevin Spacey molesting underage boys, will that prevent <laughs> Baby Driver from winning <laughs> in these categories? Uh, Garney? Uh, well, let's do this. Let's just let's take time and just do tell tell us what you think will win in both categories at the same time, uh, so we can get through this. Garney, what do you think? Yeah, that's not a bad idea because it's very rare that this gets split. It happens every once in a while. So, given that, I think it's going to be Dunkirk, war film, big noises, lots of explosions. Um, but man, if Baby Driver doesn't deserve these awards, and also I went and saw Star Wars again. Uh, after the nominations came out, and the sound in that is incredible. But mm. if anything's going to beat Dunkirk, it's going to be Baby Driver because it's such a sound-driven film, no pun intended, Andre. Right. right. But I'm going Dunkirk for both. Chelsea, what do you think? Um, I also went with Dunkirk for both, but I was really torn. Like, I'm surprised if Baby Driver gets shut out. Um, because it just seems like everybody liked it, um, but I think it does. I think it's it kind of is a casualty of 
spreading the love a little bit amongst a lot of different films. So I think Dunkirk, um, like Garney said, war movie, I think it goes here. So you don't, neither one of you guys think that it'll split between Baby Driver and Dunkirk. Like mixing for Baby Driver and editing for Dunkirk. I, that was one Obviously of the things not. I considered, but I know it doesn't happen often. Um, and I, yeah. I think, but I think just war movie, just Dunkirk stuck out to me more yeah. so. So, Mark, what what do you think? Yeah, and it and it's odd. It happens. It happens a little more often than you would think. Lately, it's lined up a little more. It's five out of the last eight years. It's the same. They've gone to the same one. Um, before that, there was a lot of splitting. Uh, it's like I think the stat. Let me look real quick. Uh, seven out of the last seventeen years, it's split. So it had a it had a long history of actually being split, and it, the thing is when you when you look at the sound mixing and sound editing, I have such a hard time distinguishing between the two. Like I I think I get it, but I just wonder how many Academy members also struggle with differentiating the two. So I rarely uh-huh. predict the split. I I usually go with the same movie hoping to at least get one of the two right. Um, so even the, if it does split, okay, maybe I go one for two instead of zero oh for two. Um, the worst is when they both go to the same movie that you didn't take. Like uh, I think I predicted Avatar to take both the year that Hurt Locker ended up taking both. So, um, but I again I agree. I think Chelsea mentioned the war films. Uh, maybe Garnet I can't remember who mentioned it, but that they typically do well with sound. And so I also went with Dunkirk for both. Yeah, you know, uh, w- uh, there was a period of time when I, I was interviewing a lot of sound designers in movies and I always ask them about the differentiation between mixing and editing in terms of the Oscar yeah. categories and every single one of them said it's stupid that they that they yeah. separate them um, I think but, I think what it really comes down to is sound editing is more about like the special effects of sound and sound mixing is more like dialogue and whatnot mm-hmm. right? that's that's kind of how I like that's why a lot of musicals often win sound mixing because it's the the, the the song into it whereas sound editing is has a longer history of like the war movie type stuff mm-hmm. well i i gotta say that i uh dunkirk made me nauseous and mm. it made me nauseous because of the sound like i was literally sick oh. while i was watching the movie because that sound was, especially the score, which of course is nominated, uh, agitated the shit out of me. Uh, but that, but that being said, I think I do think it'll win both both of these categories. Just in terms of Nolan made um, whatever you think of Dunkirk, whether you love it or you you hate it, like me, uh, it's it's a kind of a pristine technical exercise. And so I think it it has a shot at, at being represented as a, as a technical award winner, and most of all in these two categories for sound. Um, even though I, I don't I don't know how constant sound that irritates the hell out of you and a Tom Hardy that you can't understand a word of uh, qualifies for best sound, but there but there you go. That's the world we live in. Uh, hey, before we before right. we get into the next. Before we get into the next category, yeah. um, I did I did some research around the um, the double nominee thing for you. Um, since 2000, I only went back to 2000 since to keep it a little recent. Um, this is the seventh time since 2000 that 
multiple actors are nominated in the same category for the same film. Uh, so we talked about Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. Will they split? Um, interestingly enough, it's so the six times it's happened since 2000, all six times have been in the supporting actress category, as, as strange as that might be. Three of the times, the one of the actresses won. So Octavia Spencer for The Help, Melissa Leo, um, Octavia Spencer beat Chastain. Melissa Leo beat Amy Adams for The Fighter in 2010. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, beat Queen Latifah for Chicago in 2002. The three that mm. lost uh, had a pair from Almost Famous in 2000, from Babel in 06, and from Gossard Park in 01. So 50% of the time, when at least in the last, since 2000, one of the two wins and the other half does not. That's our stab boy. There it is. <laughs> Pretty impressive. All right. <clears throat> we're at the halfway point, uh, which is, uh, no, we're not really. I think we're, we're, I think we're beyond the halfway point. Film editing <laughs> is our next category. Here are the nominees here. Next customer. For the best achievement in film editing, the nominees are Paul Maclis and Jonathan Amos for Baby Driver. Yeah, I'll have four black coffins, medium. Name? Baby. Baby? B-A-B-Y, baby. Lee Smith for Dunkirk. That's a fighter. Yes, an Emmy 109 from the South. Peter, you take the tiller. This is for my instructions. Tatiana S. Regal for I, Tanya. Poor fucking you. I didn't stay home making apple brown Bettys. No, I made you a champion. Sidney Wolinski for The Shape of Water. Their only concern is the asset. The Soviets want it. Do you have it? Sure, I'm getting it back. John Gregory for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Huh? I said, of course not. You drilled a hole in the dentist? Sidney's, no, I didn't. I thought it was kind of funny myself, but... He wants to press charges, so we're going to have to bring you in, I'm afraid. Okay, best film editing. Mark, what do you think? This is this is definitely a tough category to pick right now, and I think uh, if Baby Driver is going to win anything, I think it'd be here, um, maybe more so than the sounds, but uh, who knows. Um, there's two really interesting trends going um, for the last decade plus um, with BAFTA, the BAFTA winner has taken eight out of the last 10 winner uh, wins at Oscar and that's baby driver. But ACE, the guild um, that votes on editing ACE has a long track record as well. One of the two ACE winners has won it 20 times out of 26. So you're really left with which one of those trends do you feel stronger about BAFTA or ACE? And I really don't know. I I ended up going with Dunkirk for the simple fact that I, I really love Nolan films and how they play with time and I think that's got to be you know knowing nothing about editing and how difficult it may be I would think that seeming together all the different time uh, patterns to make it feel seamless uh, at least seems to me like like, and maybe maybe it's the most edited that often wins this so I I don't know to me to me Dunkirk I really that's probably the thing I enjoyed most about it was how they Strung that film together, so I, I I went with Dunkirk. But don't you don't you think that you can watch Dunkirk and not know that there's a change in time between the three stories? You can, yeah, because I didn't I didn't catch on to it I, until maybe a third into the film. I started realizing, oh, this is what they're doing. 
So, yeah, I think you can watch it without knowing, and that's what's really interesting about it is that's one way of seeing the movie. But if you get if you once you see it and know what's going on, you watch it again. I think it's really interesting to kind of pay attention to how things are overlapping and and what I I, I don't know. I, I found that really fascinating how and he does that a lot, right? He plays around with time with Interstellar yeah. and Inception and things like that. And I, I really love that extra layer of of the certain Nolan films yeah. that do that. That's good. I mean, he he took two hours out of my time. For that movie, uh, didn't didn't didn't, uh, didn't I Tanya win something? Oh, yeah, I Tanya is the other one that took a. So there's two there's two Ace awards um, for genre, and it, one of the two Ace uh, winners often wins. And and so yeah, I Tanya is probably in your third spot, but it it really feels like Dunkirk or or Baby Driver or one of those two. Uh, although the editing in I Tanya again with the with the I don't know what you call it, triple axle or whatever the, those news are. The way they the way they put that together was was really outstanding as well. So, a deserving mm-hmm. contender, a, you know, a deserving contender. I think it'd be the dark horse in this race, but I, I think it's mostly down to Dunkirk or Baby Driver. Okay, Garney, what do you think? Yeah, I see this as a uh, another one where Baby Driver loses to Dunkirk. Big thing, yeah. it's called film editing, and it was shot on film. And Ooh. even though Baby Driver uh, was edited so perfectly to match the, the soundtrack, I mean, Dunkirk was all in the editing to have any coherence yeah. whatsoever, what's going on, you know. So, I mean, it's sort of like they were both, there was so much editing involved in both films, but with so many different storylines going on in Dunkirk, I think it's kind of designed to win this award. Yeah. Chelsea? Um, I also went with Dunkirk, sort of similar back and forth with, you know, whether it was Baby Driver or Dunkirk, but I agree with what the Johnsons said, so um, <laughs> went with Dunkirk. Johnson brothers. <laughs> yes. One one of Johnson us has brothers. talent, and the other one has stats. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'll go with Dunkirk, but uh, part of me really wants to go for with I, Tanya, but I, yeah. uh, that might just be my reaction to not liking Dunkirk. But uh, and plus, yeah. <laughs> uh, it would give it would give I, Tanya something, and yeah. uh, a lot of times they like to sp- well, spread well, the Jenny. wealth. Yeah. Don't don't forget Jenny. Is, oh, is that's true. Possible. That's true. But but yeah, I mean this is All right. it's, it's, like like we said, it's, it's <laughs> one of there's multiple ones that could win this that are worthy. It's a good, it's a well-edited film. Uh, Best music, original score. This is a clip. Uh, And I will vomit in this first music clip. Hang on. (laughs) Music, original score. (laughs) Here we go. For the best achievements in music written for motion pictures, best original score, the nominees are Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk. Johnny Greenwood for Phantom Thread.
Alexandre Desplat for The Shape of Water. John Williams for Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Carter Burwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Johnny Greenwood. He certainly did the most music 
out of it, all the nominees because he scored yes. the entire film. Um, and uh, and it's very inventive, piano heavy. Uh, he's it's very playful, so it's going to appeal to musicians. Um, the Alexander Despot score is is beautiful, and it reminds me of a lot of other scores that have won in this category before. So, but I I think that this Academy is going to give it to Johnny Greenwood. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's it's an interesting category this year. Yeah, I'm not, that's not surprising. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of, it's one of the awards that I'm kind of curious about because it's down to two. It seems like it's down to two that I love. So I'll be happy, I think, either way. Yeah, yeah. I also yeah, preferred Carter Burwell's music. In no, I mean, definitely Wonderstruck. That was, I thought, the most inventive score of the year. But even the music he did for Goodbye Christopher Robin was better than the music he did for Three Billboards. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think the nomination here for for three billboards kind of shows a little bit of the love for that film, right? Yeah, and and I gotta say, uh, not saying that it belongs in this top five, but uh, uh, Williams' music in The Last Jedi, it does surprise me how he's he's still able to come up with the goods, you know, after doing like nine or however many Star Wars movies he's done uh, because there are moments of that score when I, I was genuinely impressed it felt like the old anthemic John Williams you know yeah, yeah I, agree. I was surprised he got nominated for that instead of the post but then when I watched Star Wars again recently I realized that yeah they made the right choice yeah we are at best original song and I think so Mark and Chelsea Oof. you guys are duetting on these, right? You're going to sing them to us? <laughs> Is or? that right? Okay. That's what Jason wrote here. <laughs> hey. Chelsea's heard me sing in concert before. Look out, here they come. She, oh, she will tell you it's not pretty. So, good luck. All right, well, let's play a clip then, I guess. Best original song, here are the nominees. For the best achievement in music written for motion pictures, best original song, the nominees are... Mighty River from Mudbound. Music and lyric by Mary J. Blige, Raquel Sadiq, and Tora Stinson. Love is the answer. Hate is cancer. Hope of forgiveness. You water the soul. Our blood is red. We're not so different. Cause underneath our skin. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, music and lyric by Sushan Stevens. How much sorrow can I take? Blackbird on my shoulder, and what difference does it make when this love is over? Shall Remember Me from Coco, music and lyric by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Remember me, though I have to travel far. Remember me, each time you hear a sad guitar. Know that I'm with you, the only way that I can be. Until you're in my arms again. Remember me. Stand up for something from Marshall, 
Music by Diane Warren. Lyric by Lonnie R. Lynn and Diane Warren. You got to watch that one. Yes, you do. Greatest Showman, music and lyric by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. Time I hear that stand-up song, I think of CNN Heroes. Because uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right, Garney, Garney, do you go first here? Best original song. Yeah, and this is one of the toughest categories because this is one where an argument can be made for I can see any of these five winning. Um, and rather than go through all of them, I'll just say that. I really want Christian Stevens to win for Visions of Love from, not Visions, A Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Um, but I, I think this is where the Academy will, like, sort of give a consolation prize to Mary J. Blige because there's no way she's winning supporting actress, and this is where her strengths lie um, in songwriting. Even though I would argue that it's the weakest song that's nominated, yeah. but I think that. Her name next to it is enough to get the votes, um, unless they decide to just go musical and give it to Greatest Showman. Or they probably go animated and go to Disney, but um, or remember me. But I think uh, Mary J. Blige wins, even though Diane Warren has been nominated so many times. And I realized I said I wasn't going to go through all the arguments, and I just <laughs> did. But there you have it. I'm going. Uh, Mary J. Blige wins this one, but I'm. It's not. I don't. I don't feel that strong about the prediction. It's just sort of where I think it's going to end up. Yeah, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll echo Garney in the sense I think this is the toughest race of all of the categories this year, and this was my very last one that I settled on. Um, and I have a tendency when it's like that to hedge my bet uh, emotionally, maybe if you will. I really love "Remember Me" from Coco. I thought all year that was a no-brainer to win this but i watched the greatest showman a couple weeks ago and god i, I mean it's it's okay it's a little dull um uh, but the but the this is me number just popped um off the yeah. screen and was just really fantastic and there's i won't get into it much but there's a stat with the winner of globes doing well with this oscar so in the last minute decision i switched to this is me from the greatest showman Tough, toughest race to pick, though, for me. Yeah. Chelsea, what do you say? Um, I went with Remember Me. Uh, it was my favorite, but I think um, I think Garney's right. I think this could really go to Mary J. Everybody loves her. Um, mm-hmm. So it's whatever. I just sort of threw a dart, so I think it's Remember Me. 
uh, for me, uh, like when in doubt, I always pick whatever like Disney musical BS is out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, people like The Greatest Showman. It's it's like uh, yeah, I, I thought it would kind it. of disappear, but everybody that goes <laughs> to see it is like, oh god, it's a good movie. But uh, I I see it going to The Greatest Showman. So I'm I'm going with Mark on this. Uh, even yeah, though I haven't seen that, I haven't, I haven't heard anything. It's the songwriters behind La La Land too that yeah kind of gave me a little bit. They, they kind of made me feel better about like at least you know I love La La Land so at least that continues the success of those filmmakers songwriters. I think Jason is with us. Shall, shall I pick up the line or? <laughs> we just added 30 Uh-oh. minutes to the program. So you pick up the line, you fucker. <laughs> uh, so Jason, you got to catch us up on 20 oh, rounds. Oh, Jesus. You, you know, I knew you were going to yeah. do that. Well, well, I'll oh, wait yeah, until... I know what you got. Oh, shit. Well, I, first of all, you guys are now... I call in in the very first category. I, this is one I felt confident about until you fuckers started to talk about it. Now uh, now it's like I... Uh, I don't know, man. That's well, tough. yeah, now I, uh, all these cases, like, for all this, like, now you got me convinced that, like, The Greatest Showman might win, but, no, I went, I I was, I agreed with Chelsea on this one, I just, I I thought the animated one might, might win here, just because, for the longest time, I thought this would actually be, stand up for something from Marshall, like, I just thought, I was kind of thinking the glory mm-hmm. from Selma thing from a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. that might happen, but I I switched it to Coco, I just, I just, I just thought maybe it was time for the animated song to win again, so, yeah, I mean that's that's probably the but, favorite. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. yeah. always they always do well here, so it's a, it's a good it's a good bet. Yeah, it certainly so. used the most out of all the nominees, like during the film. Yeah, you're right. Oh my that's gosh, the one thing yeah. that makes over me feel bad about picking Mary J. Blige is that you know when the, when it plays over the ending credits, you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. doesn't always mean a win. They like to see it actually incorporated into the film, which would stand well for all the other nominees except for the Marshall one, but. So Jason, can you are you going to catch us up on where where you're at? Here's the way. We can All do right. it, we can do it quickly. I just want to hear what you got. Let's All right. It. Well, hang on. I got to go back through it here. Well, for, first, how has Jamie done as host? Is he has he done awesome. a good job? Like is he? Yeah, it's been fun. We've been moving. Is it quickly. okay? Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Fox News is very fair and balanced. <laughs> I was hoping you would say like he really sucked or something like. <laughs> I honestly think he should replace you as as a host. <laughs> I see. That's what I expected to hear. Like I expected everybody was going to say, you know. Okay. Well, all right. I'll quick catch everyone up. All right. Original screenplay. Yeah. This for me is actually the toughest category. I won't go through all my reasons, but yeah. the original screenplay yeah. for me is the one that I'm having like like a lot of yeah. pain about. Um, I think yeah, it's either Get Out or Lady first. Bird, and I'm finally going with Get Out um, okay. on that one. Adapted screenplay. What did I do? Oh, Call Me by Your Name. Um, let's see. Documentary feature. This is another one I couldn't decide. Like, I'm going with Faces Places because Agnes Varda, she just got the honorary Oscar too. So, um, documentary short subject. I went with Edith and Eddie. Who who doesn't like old people? Um, (laughs) live action short film. What did I go with there? Shit, this one I changed all the time. Hang on, I had it. I had it on my other list here. Um. Oh, I went with that Watu, 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 whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> best animated short film, Dear Basketball. Uh, it, everybody talks about it. It, it. it actually, I actually did see that one, and so. 
Animated feature film, I went with Coco. Um, best foreign language film, another one I had trouble with. Uh, what did I finally decide on this one? Shit. It's a tough one. Um, oh, I think I went with Fantastic Woman. I gotta double check that. All right, supporting actress, I went with Allison Janney. Did everybody agree with Allison Janney, or did anybody go with Laurie Metcalf? Yeah, we we were unanimous on that one. Okay, good. Now I feel good. Production design, I went with. Um, hang on. God, I got like all all my notes all over the place. Hang on. Shit. Travolta says hi, by the way. He wasn't even there I on set his, today. I, so. I, 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 I thought his mouth was too full to say anything. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. I just gotta, I just gotta interject this. My TV yes. is on. They're playing that old movie, Stigmata. Remember that movie? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, Patricia Arquette's really hot, and and it just occurred to me that I might have a Stigmata fetish. Like, how <laughs> filthy is that? Oh God. That that's bad, oh, man. Boy. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, back to me quick. Production design, Shape of Water. Costume design. I went with Phantom Thread. That seems like a no-brainer, by the way. I hope everybody went unanimous on that one. We did. Okay, good. Makeup and hairstyling. I went with Darkest Hour. Cinematography. Better be Roger Deakins. Did everybody predict that? We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Now I feel good on that one too. Um, supporting actor Sam Rockwell seems like a sure thing. Visual effects, this is one, like, I, I stuck with War for the Planet of the Apes for a long time, and I, I, I'm going to still predict it, but what is this, like, tied for Blade Runner? Like, did anybody predict it? You are the, I think the rest of us took Blade Runner. Shit. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I change it? All right, sound mixing, I decided both sound are going to Dunkirk. Um, mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, with the nominees being similar, I just thought, like, okay, that's they're probably. Where, that's where all of us were, too. Okay, good. Because I, I, I kept debating whether they might change one or the other, but I was like, fuck it. All right, film editing. Um, what did I do on film editing? I think I went Dunkirk on film editing. Um, and music original score. I was hoping to get in just in time for that original score, but I went Shape of Water on that one. So there, we're all caught up. So we are unanimous on 11 categories so far. Nice. We're we're across the board on adapted screenplay, animated short film, animated feature film, supporting actress, production design, costume design, makeup and hairstyling, cinematography, sound mixing, sound editing, and film editing. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Jamie, I'm I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna continue to let you be the host, so I, I don't want to step what? in. And... No, you're doing a good job. Come on, finish it off. You got to. <laughs> you might as well got to finish it now, man. <laughs> You yeah. do, are you not play, the, play the medley board? again? Play the medley again. No, I'm, are you I'm kidding me? I, I'm not on my. I just got in. I'm not on my switchboard. I don't even have my laptop. I can't even find my. Oh, fucking laptop I mean, right forgive now. me for thinking that you were ready to do the show when you call in. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you bastard! Just play best director. Let's go. Well, hang on. I got to get to the screen now. Well, where the fuck did you go? Jesus. I love I love how he's so irate with me. <laughs> what I've spent the past God, hours. I, I should have let Chelsea host the show. Man, I reached out to you, Jamie, to host the show, and Jesus, no, that's true. Oh, boy. Hang on, hang on. I got a great. Re- this is a great where, responsibility. Where are we? You know, best Jamie. director. Yes, yeah. best director. Yeah. Far too much. Uh, best director. Here we go. 
For the best achievement in directing, the nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. I found myself looking at the films I've made in the past and saying, I have a particular fascination with the, the third act structures that, that I've been putting together and how they have what I consider a snowballing effect, whereby you're cross-cutting parallel action, and as it's coming together, two plus two starts to equal five, six, seven, eight, you know, and you, you get this kind of snowballing and momentum. I wanted to try applying that very rigidly to the entire film so that we're creating an intensity of experience that accelerates from the audience and carries the audience forward in a way that hopefully they're not used to. Jordan Peele for Get Out. I think for me it's about conquering my own fear, facing my own fear. The reason anybody watches, watches horror movies is, is just that. We get to look our deepest fears straight down the barrel, laugh at them, and walk away having dealt with that. My view on race is not that white people are bad. Everyone is genetically predisposed to categorize. The way we're meant to deal with that is to be woke, is to be able to acknowledge that in ourselves. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. The film, in a way, was inspired by events from my own life. None of it actually happened, but it's all true. You live in the neighborhood? No, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. But I tend to start with things from my own life, and then pretty quickly they spin out into their own orbit. Okay, okay let's do it again. Yeah. There's a certain privilege and luxury in working with directors who act. There was such a specific tonality to what Greta wanted, a comedic realism that serves realism first and comedy second. That I hadn't seen her do anything like that before. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Uh, I'm groovy with love <laughs> of all kinds, <laughs> you know, um, as long as everybody's agreeing about it. And I think in our story they do seem to agree. I think we get, we, we kind of build without giving too much away yeah. to, we have a, char a, a central character, our, our, he's kind of our antagonist. Ren Daniel is not our protagonist, it's Alma. You're sort of seeing the movie through her eyes. Um, that the, the love has kind of faded, and until he sees something he's never seen before in someone, he's so demanding that that it's only this a, a, a gigantic and large act, um, which I won't reveal, but that's big enough for him to to feel dominated and and cared about in a way to think. Um, that brings him back to this love that is uh, that he clearly has for her, but he just does not know what to do with. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's responding to a kind of a an audacity in her um, that he finds really really attractive, and that's you know that's okay. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Right now we live in a world where cynicism has supplanted intelligence where if I tell you, Peter, I'm 53, I don't believe in love, you'll think I'm a f super smart guy, a very sophisticated, cultured man. Mm -hmm. And if I tell you, Peter, I'm 53, I fully believe in love, you'll think I'm naive. And I say, Alejandro and I have been saying this for years, Alejandro Nyarito, we say emotion is a new punk because it's the most dangerous place for an artist or a storyteller to go. It is the least popular. It's the one that is seen as counter. And that's where I want to go. I want to go to a place of emotion. And that monologue, which I wrote to function at three levels, I said, we need to see the actress, because this is a movie about words are not enough. Mm -hmm. 
you know so she you see her emotions when she's signaling and they are far bigger than the words then you hear the words she's saying and these are concepts that are very personal to me and then you see Giles Richard Jenkins repeat those lines and you see him have a, a, a moment of realization of who he is and who she is and what love really is. Mm -hmm. So it exists in three levels and it's such a beautiful piece that sometimes I cannot discuss it. Mm. Thank nice. you for that five hour clip. <clears throat> Shut up you bastard. Uh, There's an important thing. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, think uh, it's going to go to Guillermo del Toro. Uh, it's not necessarily who I'd vote for, but I, I'll be really happy to see him win. Because he's just, in general, just a very positive, joyous person. And it would be great to see someone who makes those kinds of films win as, uh, as well. I mean, it's purely imaginative. Um, that's who I'm going for. Do you, and now, nice. you need to, like, you need to, uh, do you want to go ahead and host? Because I'm not going to be calling on people to go. If oh, you're fine. sitting right there, you, <laughs> All right. you should do it. Well, then I'll – yeah, that's All fine. Right. All right, I'll go next. Yeah, I agree. It's Guillermo del Toro. And um, who would be your personal pick, Jamie, if it's not uh, del Toro? Well, it have to be my favorite movie of the year, which is Lady Bird. Uh, and, yeah. and also with, with, with Lady Bird, I, I do think it's one of those – unlike Shape of Water, Lady Bird is one of those where you might not realize how well-directed it is. Yeah. Uh, because because there's nothing obvious or bold or fan fantastical in it, uh, but mm -hmm. it is so well observed, like so many details, uh, that I, I think she directed the shit out of it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's I'm glad I'm glad that Christopher Nolan's finally nominated for directing. Um, uh, but yeah, this is this is a great category so many great deserving directors here and but yeah it's, it's del toro like even if shape of water doesn't win best picture i think this is a pretty foregone conclusion garney what say you jordan peele what i think it's gonna be jordan peele i think <laughs> I, like, I know i, I know like i mean reaction. garney there's <laughs> has garney been this bold all night <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was the only person who didn't pick Sam Rockwell. I went with Willem Dafoe. But no, I know this is my boldest pick, and this was the last change that I made. And a lot of it was um, sitting in a theater and watching Get Out again. Uh, I mean, the, the love is there for it. This is the, the way that the Academy has switched. I think they want to give it something. And the fact that McDonough is not competing in this category, that McDonough will get writing, and they'll give Jordan the award for directing. It'll be a bigger win for him. It'll be – he will be the first black director to win, even mm -hmm. though – and would he be the first person to win for his first film also? I don't know that stat. That's in no, the other job. No, because Sam Mendes, that was sure. – wait, yeah, Sam Mendes won directing for American Beauty. I know for sure that was his first film. Um, okay. Yeah, the one I know stands out. I mean, I agree that Greta Gerwig directed the hell out of Lady Bird. That felt like something in someone that she just had the instinctive qualities of where to put the camera, where to let things linger. There was so much emotion that was just so genuine and authentic in that film. I would love it if she won. Jordan Peele, I don't think he should win, but I'm okay with him winning. I think it would be an amazing victory. Yeah, it would. My vote would be for Del Toro, um, and the Academy certainly loves their uh, – 
is he is he from Mexico or Spain? Because I know oh, I mean, Mexico. He's I think Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. They yeah. they love their Mexican directors. He would be the third and the third one to win in the last ten years. But unlike uh, unlike uh, Minnie's haberdashery, you know they like their Mexicans. But I think Sorry. that the Academy can vote for Jordan Peele to win director, and that will excuse them not giving it Best Picture. Hmm. I, I'm I, I know it's a bold choice, and it is. I, I'm I might be wrong. I very well might, might be wrong, but if I'm See, right, I, I will be the only one that's right. I think another reason yeah. why Del Toro is going to get it is because the Academy will feel so bad that he went through all that effort to jump the wall to get there. So, I mean, I, I think it's fun. On, on <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The, okay, Chelsea, what, what do you think? Um, I went with Guillermo as well. And that's that. <laughs> but I will Thank say you, that Chelsea. technically both Del Toro and Jordan Peele won at the Director's Guild. And I think the that only reason true. that Jordan Peele didn't also get the main prize is because they knew they could vote for him in first-time feature. Good point. Mark, what do you think? Well, I went with my good friend uh, Guillermo del Toro. So. Wait, why is he your good friend all of a sudden? Well, we, 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 hung, we hung out. They we, hung out. We shared yeah. that they hung out. Now, okay, what exactly yeah, we, does hanging out mean? I mean, did you, uh, we, did you just happen to be in the same place? For, no, we sat there for about <laughs> an hour and he, and he and he talked to me about his movie. Yeah. Really? There was, there was like ten other people there, but yeah, it was cool. Look at you. No, yeah, I, I mean, I'm yeah. kidding. He's not my friend, but but he's my friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jason. Jason, we realize huh? that uh, hanging out means something different when you're with John Travolta. <laughs> but <laughs> shut up, you bastard! All right, now we're officially Is behind schedule. Is he gonna remember now. your name? Huh? Is he gonna remember your name? Of course he's going to remember my name. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Jason, oh, my God. It's good to see you. <laughs> he's going to call him by his name. Yeah, that's he's right. He's not going to call you a dog when he sees you? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, no. All right, Jamie, play the next clip. we got to go to Best Actor. Oh. I don't have my switchboard up, Jason, I'm not at that screen. It's got to reload Why now. do you keep leaving the screen? Do you have to keep go looking at porn like in the middle of the show? You keep giving me the impression that you're going to take over. Oh, shut the fuck I'm up. I'm not taking over. I am a guest on the show now, so please play the next yeah, clip. Well, now, what clip is it? Best actor? <laughs> Best, have you been this clueless all night? Like, what the hell? Like, you had an agenda. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the Best, Best performance actor. by an actor in a leading role, the nominees are Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. She seems to like you a lot. She's more beautiful than she was last year. I saw her naked on a night swim once. Great body. Yeah, and what attracted me to film as well was the opportunity to work with Luca, but also, you know, the opportunity to say the words of a James Ivory screenplay, and there was also the feeling that Luca always brings in really cool components to his projects, and sure enough, Sophie on Stevens was making music eventually, so it was really the opportunity to work with Luca. Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. When did this happen? What happened to make you behave like this? Is it because you think I don't need you? Yes. I don't. That's very predictable of you. It had been a long time since I'd really seen Daniel be elegant and handsome in a film. You know, usually if you're Lincoln, you're you're Abraham Lincoln or the thing that we did together before you're covered in oil. So there's something very um, debonair is not the right word, and I'm not sure what it is. But when Daniel, when when he gets handsome, it's really it can melt you. And I thought it would be nice to see that again. 
Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. It's an ode to a lot of horror movies that he, he loves. But um, I kind of just kind of wanted to hone in on Chris as a person, as a character, and, and him not feeling like a, a horror character or a thriller character. Him, if you want the audience to feel like he's making the decisions that you would make in that situation. You know, it's like, I've done it, and I, I know what it meant to me when I was doing it, and when I watched it, and now it's the people's. There's a great energy around it, and it's nice to be a part of something that people are, are invested in. Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. How many more dictators must be well, wooed, appeased, good God, given him mixed privileges, before we learn? You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. His goal, I think, was to take Churchill from the pedestal and meet him, warts and all, sort of eye, eye to eye. Even though we know the outcome, um, he wanted it, certainly the second half of the film plays like a sort of political thriller. Chamberlain is out, Churchill is in, I mean, you meet the king, he says, will you take the job? And there you are, now you're prime minister, and you inherit the mess. Denzel Washington in Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mr. Ramirez was told he was not under arrest and yet he was refused use of the bathroom. That's a violation of civil rights. You can wait and address this at trial. Oh, I would like to address it now. I'm just saying... Mr. Israel, if guards in this courtroom would not allow you to use the bathroom, you would, by all definition, be detained. I'm going to hold you in contempt if you continue to pursue this. You're asking me to obey an erroneous court decision. You tell me to wait. In my experience, wait. Okay. Find you in contempt. It was interesting that it happened. We were shooting and there was a photograph that got out and it was went on the internet, and I started, I just read some, some of the comments, and some were very mean. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Why do people feel that way about someone like that? You know, making fun of the way he dressed, and, and, and this and that, and, his, and he's awkward, and, and he's, he's human. Outstanding, inspiring, powerful people come in all shapes and sizes, and they're, all, they're not all just sexy and handsome and I was inspired, and I hope people are inspired by someone like Roman. All right, Chelsea. Hello? Uh, well, it wasn't really a, a hard choice here. I went with Gary Oldman, but damn it if I don't want Daniel to win. But Which I'm Daniel? Go with Gary. Dave Lewis. Oh. The Daniel. <laughs> the Daniel. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that would this be Daniel's third, if he won? Fourth. 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 Jesus, that would be a record for best lead actor, wouldn't it? Well, third. Is yeah, it already is. Win. Yeah, it already is a record. Damn, impressive. Yeah. All right, Jamie, what do you think? Uh, I I think it'll be Gary Oldman. Um, it's the screamiest performance of them all, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, there's a sense that he's due, and it's it's one of those roles that man. I remember when I was in high school, Gary Oldman was the coolest. He was he was like the '90s kids version of uh, a chameleon actor, like a De Niro in the '70s. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is uh, kind of going back there to that point because um, he can't help it. He's under like 50 pounds of makeup. Um, but uh, so I, I I don't have a problem with him winning for this performance necessarily. 
<clears throat> um, even though I think he's been a lot better. Mm. Uh, I think this. I think this is one of the one of the surefire no-brainers of the night. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I basically agree with everything that was just said uh, by both Chelsea and Jamie. I think he's you know, to not you know not to use a cliche, but he totally disappears into the role and makeup helps mm-hmm. that. But he's he just becomes Churchill, and you forget you're watching uh, Gary Oldman. So again, uh, deserving win, but also when you put together the career, it's it's time. So those two things when they go together, it kind of makes for a an easy pick. Yeah, very well said. Well, like I, it. Oh, go I ahead, knew Winston Churchill. I knew Winston Churchill. Oh yeah. A, oh yeah, absolutely. He sir was no Winston Churchill. Interestingly enough, like I'm I'm working set decoration on this Travolta film that I mentioned, and we we put up deer heads. One is named Winston, and one is named Churchill. I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I'm I'm sure you put up some kind of head. (laughs) (laughs) Very very nice, thank you, Jeremy. Okay, but yeah, I I agree. It's it's Gary Oldman, uh, long overdue for an Oscar for him, and. And yeah, when you said disappear into the role, like I actually had to like look very hard to even see that this is Gary Oldman. Like it was very hard to even right. see him in this role. So um, yeah, it's 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 showy. It's the type that Oscar loves to honor. Way overdue. So now I'm interested to hear Garney. I think oh, I pick somebody else. I was wondering if you were gonna remember. <laughs> um, it's going to be Gary Oldman, but I don't think it's as sure a thing as it used to be with time passing and momentum building for Get Out and Daniel Kaluuya. If Jordan Peele doesn't surprise Daniel Kaluuya, I, I just know that there's going to be a Get Out surprise somewhere, and I don't think that screenplay would be the surprise since they already won the Writers Guild, so there's got to be something else. Damn it, but, but I need no, it to I'm, win original screenplay. The, uh, anyway. <laughs> the uh, no, it'll, be, it'll be Gary Oldman, and by that aspect, people that have been nominated before but haven't won because they're too weird. I mean, maybe Nick Nolte needs to find some historical figure that he can be <laughs> in some movie that hasn't won an award for it. And, you know, maybe Mark Good Ruffalo point. can, Gary up, Gary can brush up on a Kennedy a accent. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, Jamie? Uh, I'm sorry, man. I interrupted you. But Gary Oldman's also pissed a lot of people off. I mean, he made comments yeah. about Jews a few years ago and – he made right. an enemy out of the big, the biggest Jew in Hollywood, who's Spielberg. Spielberg really doesn't like him. Really? How did he do that? Also, what did he do to Spielberg? Uh, the Contender. It was a big DreamWorks movie. And, oh, uh, I, I do he, remember that. Now. I guess he, yeah, he really bad talked to Spielberg, mm-hmm. which you, you know you, you don't really do. Yeah. He also Very true. he also had a history with uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press, uh, and he, and he still won the Globe. So I think sometimes you have. You know, you have moments in, in campaigns like, I mean, if you remember Monique a few years ago who refused to campaign but still swept everything. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think a right. performance in, a, in an actor is just too big to ignore, and that seems to be Oldman this year. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I sense, like, in this category. Like, it's just been so, like, a like foregone conclusion for so long. Like, it's just Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman, you know? So, yeah. all right. Jamie, you back on the screen? Best actress, right? For the best performance by an actress in a leading role, the nominees are Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. They see a monster and she sees something else entirely. Love can literally break through walls. When he looks at me, he doesn't know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. 
this tiny character in Eliza without a voice, but she's got this big heart that radiates on the screen. Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mildred Hayes, I don't think she's avenging anything. I think she's seeking justice. Seems to me the local police department is too busy eating Krispy Kreme to solve actual crime. I wrote it for Frances. It had to be someone who wasn't going to sentimentalize the character. You ain't trying to make me believe in reincarnation or something, are you? Because you're pretty, but you ain't her. Mildred was the main protagonist in the story. I haven't had many chances to do that as an actor. I've played a lot of supporting roles to mostly male protagonists in my career. But after doing Olive Kittredge, I have a taste for it, and I don't really want to go back. Margot Robbie in I, Tanya. Four point eight. How do I get a fair shot here? Because I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face, you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? This is how it's done. Some of these girls have paid their dues. I don't give a shit. I outskated them today. We also judge on presentation. Suck my dick. With any character I've ever played, it's really interesting to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes and walk a mile in them, you know, but to put myself in your shoes and in the shoes of someone who actually lived through all the things we're depicting on screen was an entirely different experience. It was really emotional. Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird. I want to go where culture is, like How New the York, I raise such or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, no, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom! We put so much pressure on ourselves to sort of have all the answers and, and to predict what's going to happen next. And I know I do anyway. I try to prepare for something that's going to happen in the far distant future to sort of like keep some sort of control over it in a way. And I like that Lady Bird is such an open book and is so sort of ready for anything that she has this very rich life and you know that she's going to have the type of life that's sort of filled with interesting people and experiences and things like that and so I think it's it's taught me that for sure. Meryl Streep in the post. I cannot imagine anybody else playing Catherine Graham. It was an extraordinary transformation. I don't know how Meryl did it and I'm the director. If we don't hold them accountable, who will? We can't hold them accountable if we don't have a newspaper. I've always admired Stephen's films, but I was never asked to dance before, and so I was just thrilled that he was going to direct this. All right, Mark, what do you think here? Uh, so we mentioned earlier that all four actors, it's the first time that all four acting categories took all the big prizes, Critics, Globe, SAG, and BAFTA. Um, so I, it's hard to pick an upset in any one of those categories when you win those kind of awards. I, I can't begin to do that here. Um, and it kind of flows with a little bit what my, what my how I see this kind of uh, Oscar playing out. Uh, I think McDormand will win. Um I don't even know who's second, to be honest. Like it's hard to it's hard to pick through to say who would be the one to upset her, just because nobody's you know like all the other categories, nobody's really won anything else. So uh, even even when it came to the critics awards, it, it seemed to be mostly her and a little bit of Ronan, a little bit of Hopkins here and there. Um, but yeah, so I, I have McDormand. All right, Jamie, what do you think? What does the dog think? <laughs> What does the dog think? Well, didn't you hear dogs bark? Oh, no, but that must be Chelsea. I haven't heard Chelsea's dog (laughs) boring like she said it would. Oh. Um, My dog doesn't bark, so. Oh. 
I don't know whose dog that was. It's got to be going. Chelsea's been riding mute. I think it feels like Chelsea's been riding mute every time you call on her. There's like that five second mute delay. (laughs) My dog is asleep. Oh, okay. Well, shit. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was me coughing. That's uh, (laughs) nice. But that's good. Scooby Doo in the case of the dog barking. Thank you for wasting that time. Yes, Jamie. What what is your pick? (laughs) Dormand is going to McDormand. Okay. McDormand. Isn't it McDormand? Doesn't it end with a D? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, does. It a D. Everybody, yeah. everybody ends it with a T sound. Well, I don't. <laughs> All right. I don't mean to. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm hearing things. Is that a dark barking? <laughs> 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 Chelsea, what do you think in this category? I went with Frances because she's going to win. But I wouldn't be mad if, if Saoirse won because I love her and I love her accent and I think she's so charming. Mm-hmm. She's going to win one of these years. That's for sure. Garney. Yeah, it's McDormand. I mean, Saoirse, this is her third nomination and she's only 23 years old. She's got nominations ahead of her. And even though she would get my vote, Saoirse would. I'm, if we give an award to McDormand every 21 years, that, that sounds like too long a gap. Mm-hmm. They read us yet. She this is, would make her the fourth actress to win two for two in lead actress. Good stat. Following yeah. Hillary Swank and Jodie Foster and Linda, Linda Jackson, I think was the other one. So yeah, nice. no, it's going to be McDormand, a, a well-deserved award. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, this would be my personal pick too. Um, I I I love this performance and I I I love that it was written for her and yeah it's it's a great performance. I can't vote against this one. And yeah, I'm like with you Mark. I like I I don't know who would take it away from her except Mar- maybe Margot Robbie, but I just I I can't even see that. Um yeah. I guess, I guess so. if I had to pick one I'd probably lean toward Hawkins just because of how much they yeah. love that movie, but man if if Hawkins ended up taking this I mm. think you'd probably know who, what's winning picture at that point. <laughs> yes, very true. All right, well, speaking of picture, just one more clip, Jamie, and then you can rest. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> yes. This clip is only 28 minutes long. <laughs> and for the best motion picture of the year, 2017, the nominees this year are... Call Me By Your Name, Peter Spears, Luca Guagino, Amelia Georges, and Marco Morabito, producers. Is there anything you don't know? By the time I cried. You only knew how little I know about the things that matter. What things that matter? You know what things. Darkest Hour, Tim Bevan, Eric Fellner, Lisa Bruce, Anthony McCartan, and Douglas Urbanski, producers. How many men will survive? Go to the people. Tell them the truth. We must rise to an heroic resistance. Dunkirk. Emma Thomas and Christopher Nolan, producers. You can practically 
see it from here. What? Home. Get out. Sean McKittrick, Jason Bloom, Edward H. Ham Jr., and Jordan Peele, producers. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good at you. Are you ready for that? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Girl, how are you not scared of this, man? Ladybird. Scott Rudin, Eli Bush, and Evelyn O'Neill, producers. We're afraid that we will never escape our past. Whatever we give you, it's never enough. It's never enough. It is enough. We're afraid of what the future will bring. We're afraid we won't be loved. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention. We won't be liked. Yeah, well, you know your mom's tits, they're totally fake. She made one bad decision at 19. Two bad decisions. And we won't succeed. I want you to be the very best version of yourself that you can be. Phantom Thread. Joanne Seller, Paul Thomas Anderson, Megan Ellison, and Daniel Lupi, producers. Stop playing this game. What game? What precisely is the nature of my game? All your rules and your clothes and all this money and everything is a game. This is an ambush. Stop. Are you sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Stop it! The Post. Amy Pascal, Steven Spielberg, and Christy McCosco-Krieger, producers. If the government wins, the Washington Post will cease to exist. If we don't hold them accountable, who will? We can't hold them accountable if we don't have a newspaper. Nixon will muster the full power of the presidency, and if there's a way to destroy you, by God, he'll find it. I'm asking your advice, Bob, not your permission. She can't do this. The legacy of the company is at stake. What will happen if we don't publish it? We will lose. The country will lose. The Shape of Water. Guillermo del Toro and J. Miles Dale, producers. He's a wild creature. We can't ask him to be anything else. You were speaking Russian, Bob! Finish the job, son. He's coming for you. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Graham Broadbent, Pete Cernan, and Martin McDonough, producers. You know, if you hadn't stopped coming to church, you'd have a little bit more understanding of people's feelings. All this anger, man. It just gets greater anger. In three, two, one. And as sad as the spectacle of these billboards might be, this reporter, for one, hopes this finally puts an end to the strange saga of the three billboards outside. It doesn't put an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking start. Why don't you put that on your good morning, Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch? Okay, best picture. All right, this 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 one's really really tough this year. I feel um, this preferential voting ballot thing and the and how the Academy's tastes have been changing is making this so incredibly hard to predict. 
um, because I can see cases for so many of like three films really to win here. Um, and I, I just have this like suspicion that Get Out could possibly win because it's going to be ranked so high by so many people, um, and it would be a huge surprise. The Shape of Water seems to be the film that would be the favorite to pick, um, but I still got to go with Three Billboards. Uh, maybe because I love the film so much, um, it's possibly doing it. But I just, I don't know. Like again, I feel it's going to be it's it. The thing that makes me worry about it is it's become a divisive film, which is a little bit surprising to me. Um, that that may end up hurting it. So I, I don't feel good about it, and I think we're still going to be in for a surprise like last year. Not the same kind of surprise, but um, I, I'm I'm still going to stick with three billboards. But I'm, I'm feeling wary about it. I've been surprised that the backlash against three billboards hasn't seemed to catch up to it yet. Like it seems to have had no effect yeah, on it, right? Right. I know, but uh, yeah, I know. But I, I just, I, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It just, I, for some reason, I'm just, I don't, I don't feel as it. It feels shaky to me. Like it just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. I mean, it's. It. Yeah. I mean, it's. To me, I think it's. A, it's such an incredibly important film, and I think it's a, a great Best Picture winner. Um, but it it's just I don't know, like the shape of water has been winning, you know, and if if you kind of look at that, you know, from the standpoint of an old fashioned kind of love story, even though it's a fantasy kind of film, which the Academy usually doesn't embrace, which is why I kind of shied away from it a little bit. Um, and I think maybe with Del Toro winning Best Director, this will be kind of a split thing. I don't know. Yeah, you guys help me, but I, I'm going three billboards. What what do you think, Arnie? Um, I think it'll be the movie with Caleb Landry Jones in it, and if not that one, then the one with um, if not that one, then the one with Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> nice. Um, no, the uh, I'm 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 going three three billboards also. Um, okay. Which is weird because when they first went to more than five films nominated for Best Picture, I thought, well, that means if a movie doesn't get a director nomination, how could it get a Best Picture win? Yeah, and then less, I know. Less than five years in, Argo takes Best Picture, so <laughs> there went that theory. But, you know, it's still I think it still plays a factor. Why would, there wasn't enough love for McDonough to get the same director-writer uh, combo mm-hmm. that they gave to Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig right. and Guillermo del Toro. So... That's why, yeah, I know. That's why it feels shaky. Like it just, it, you know. But yeah, it's 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 a really interesting race. So. Yeah, it really uh, is. But I'm, I'm I'm sticking with three billboards for the win. Okay, Chelsea, what do you think? I went with Shape of Water, my favorite. Mm. I'm just gonna go with my emotional hope, I guess. So I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, Jamie, what do you think? Um, I think it's a damn shame that the Florida Project wasn't nominated in for Best Picture, but um, I, I really like that billboards. film. Yeah, I love that movie. I think mm. Three Billboards is going to uh, it's going to win, but uh, yeah, it's interesting what you have to say about Get Out. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I do not get the uh, enthusiasm for Get Out. I guess that you don't. It's a no, like it's an maybe because it's a an above average genre movie, like uh, and usually those suck. 
those that <laughs> genre, that type of genre. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you only watch it the one time? I watched it twice. I mean, I never watched it with okay. anyone. I mean, and I was masturbating both <laughs> okay. times. But I, I don't. <laughs> but that's every movie, Jamie. So. I was going to say, what movie is? Which one are we talking about now? <laughs> well, no, Jamie. I understand the point you're making. Like it, it uh, you know, I saw Get Out. I think I may have mentioned on the show. Like I saw Get Out after all the hype. Because I usually avoid a lot of horror films anyway. And so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an above-average genre film, but I, I think it does have a lot going for it also. Um, I, I don't think it deserves to win Best Picture, but with the way – like I said, with the way the Academy's been going and the surprise last year with Moonlight – I mean, Moonlight was a very – like, I love Moonlight, of course, and it was so great to see. But in past years, you probably wouldn't have seen a film like Moonlight win Best Picture. So, you know, it. it I can just – I don't know. <laughs> like, I just – there's like something about it like I just kind of – I mean, I understand because – and this is the first time in a little while as far as I can remember, and I can't really remember very well, uh, and th- that there's a real question. Like there's there's maybe three three or four f- people in the mix here, and usually yeah. it's a lot more clear cut. But yeah. I, can also, I can also fathom that um, with the diversity of, of people in the Academy that they would be more open – to awarding a genre film like The Shape of Water. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so yeah. maybe that's not an outside-the-box choice anymore for the Academy. Very, well, true. Yeah, you're right. Mark, set us straight on this. What What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would I would take what I think a few of you mentioned about the three. I'd, I'd even stretch it further and say there's five, I think, still in the mix. I think Dunkirk and Lady Bird are, are not yeah. dead. I think a lot could happen that um, you know on a preferential ballot that drives those two northward, mm-hmm. especially Ladybird, which is um, you know seems to be beloved by most. I won't say all yeah. because I know I'm I'm not a huge fan. It was my number twelve movie of the year, so I liked it. Um, but most people seem to really love that movie, and that's what you have to kind of look for now in the in the era of the preferential ballot is which one is going to have the most not just number one votes, but number twos and threes. Yeah. You know, what's what are what are people not going to put down at eight nine? And that's where I think you have issues with the top three. I think three billboards, Shape of Water, and Get Out all have their people that you know are turned away from the the mammal and the the lady love story. Even though the same people probably love Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people who feel Get Out's a good movie, but does it belong in a Best Picture race? And then you have the a little bit of controversy with three bullers. So th- those films all have a little bit of detractors to make it just wide open. And it has been, you know, I, I know a couple of years ago with the spot, I think it was, was Revenant and uh, Inside, not Inside Job. What was the, what was the one with Steve Carell that year? Oh, uh, um, 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 the, 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 the Big, big Short. The Big Short. Yeah, the Big Short. No, the Big Short and and Spotlight and uh, Revenant. That was another year that was kind of like really way up in the air. But this yeah. one, I think, beats that. And, and what makes it even more crazy is you have those five films and you got to narrow it down. So you narrow it down, like most of us have, to the three of Get Out, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. And then in the face of all these stats, and as somebody who loves the stats, you now are faced with Get Out, which is missing editing which only one film since 1980 has won this picture without mm-hmm. it. That was Birdman recently. You have Shape of Water, which is missing the Sagnon for Ensemble, which that's, if you look back at last year, the crazy 
you know, turn of events that happen to Law Land, most will tell you take it back to you know you, you have to have that tag on. See, you know, no film is won without it since Braveheart, and Braveheart was the first year of SAG, so you almost can't even count that. And then you have three billboards, which again, like Get Out, only one film uh, since 1989 has won without the director on, which was Argo a few years ago. So all all recent, uh, but you have all three of those odd things. So uh, from there, I narrow it down to Shape of Water and Three Billboards. I, I, I kind of just look at Get Out, and I, and I, I think it's the third, but you know, I, I, you got to narrow it down somewhere. And then you have, with Shape of Water, you have DGA and PGA, which is in, you know, in the past was extremely important, especially now with P, with PGA because PGA is the only other body that we get to see in advance that uses a preferential ballot. And I really didn't think Shape was going to win that. And that was, you know, one of the bigger surprises of the year when Shape took PGA. So it's really hard to bet against Shape of Water. It's got 13 nominations, and uh, Guillermo del Toro is kind of, of a beloved character. But I, I went against it because it's my favorite movie of the year, and after La La Land, I can't take another blow like that. So I emotionally hedged my bet, and I and, I'm, and I settled on three billboards. And I think the SAG, I think, I think when you look back at it, SAG, you know, the, the actors make up the majority of the Academy. And I think uh-huh. that that's probably the one red flag I should have seen a little bit more coming from last year without that La La Land. And I think most of us looked at it, well, it's a two-person show. Of course, it's not going to get ensemble. Both actors were recognized. No big deal. But right. I think at the end of the day, you, you better have that SAG ensemble. So I got three words. Can you upload a video of you doing that in front of, like, a blackboard or something? <laughs> yeah, we need you a should. diagram. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it's sort of like an Al Gore Inconvenient Truth kind of thing. I, w- I want to see Mark's PowerPoint <laughs> presentation on <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I well, thought he was going to go through all that. I thought Mark was going to go through all that and at the end say, and so by that logic, the Post is going to win best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Post. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be. Also has also has something else going for it in that it's got this yeah. incredibly uh, uh, positive message that humans and fish can coexist peace, peacefully, and I think that's <laughs> Mam- <what> really mammal. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, I forgot. Like I said, that I masturbated both times I watched Get Out. Uh, that was wrong. The, the the movie was called Get Off. I, I got those confused. <laughs> and you sunk into the floor, right? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I, I I do have to issue a correction. I, I went back through to double check my ballots. Foreign language film. I went with The Square from Sweden. Was I the only one? Yeah. yeah yep. Shit. All right. Well, I got to stick no, with it's it. Not, it. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not a bad pick. I mean, for a long time, it seemed to be once. You know, once beats. I think it's called beats per minute, BPM mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. Once that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once that missed the shortcut, it, the short list, it kind of defaulted to um, the square for a while. But okay. it's such an odd movie. Is it? Okay. I didn't see any of these, yeah. so I had no idea. Yeah. What did, I, I do need to ask an original screenplay since that one was so tough. What, what did everyone pick on that one? I picked so, you can always listen back to your show. I have the list for you if you want that. Uh, no, I don't need the whole list. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and no, listen because I've got I to see how bad Jamie did. But And plus, i got to hear Garney's Medley. Believe it or not, I, never, I didn't even have time to listen to Garney's Medley, so I'm the only one who hasn't heard it yet. Was it good? Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. 
right. You had Chelsea and Jason. I'm still here. What else are they going to say? <laughs> like, yeah, you can sure, I say goodbye. Hey, so now he's gone. Tell me, was it, was it okay? Like, dude, yeah, Jamie next year. Jamie next year. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of sad that you that you had best original screenplay up front because for me, that 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 one is so connected to picture this year. I think. I think whatever wins, in my opinion, I think whatever wins that original screenplay one is likely mm-hmm. to be your best picture winner. Really? Uh, Ten out of the last. Ten out of the last eleven Best Picture winners also won a screenplay, and you, oh. we pretty much all agree that "Call Me by Your Name" is winning adapted. So right. it's probably coming from the original side. So if it's hmm. from the original side, and, and the only movie to not win the, that one Best Picture without screenplay in that time was *The Artist*, which was a silent film, so it kind of has <laughs> an asterisk by it anyway. Yeah, good. So you know, it, it seems it seems it actually it used to be that director and picture were so tied together, but we've had yeah. so many splits recently. It's shifted over to to a screenplay. Uh-huh. Um, My God! All of a sudden, so. Mark is like a geyser. Like you have not talked much. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, woke up a they, a geyser. I got I got I woke up. Isn't yeah, Mark always a geyser? Uh, yeah. or did he start yeah. slow or something? Or I, I tried I tried to I tried to pace it. At the end, oh. you, uh, you got to bring it full circle at the end. <laughs> He napped off the alcohol from earlier, later during the, uh, the right, clip. Right, right. Yeah, I, I saw where he said he was going to be drinking, so I was I was interested <laughs> to see how that would turn out. Well, I got I got my green light for Telluride again this year today, so I was gonna do some celebratory drinking, but since we're up so late, I I I, I couldn't nice. do both drinking and be up this late. So true. I'll drink some more. Okay. Well, Jamie, I I do appreciate you uh, taking over tonight and. Helping me out. Glad to hear you 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 manage the show very well. Well, you're so welcome. (laughs) And I will go back and listen and and see what the hell you. So, which one of us is going to have to miss next year? (laughs) That's right. Garney (laughs) missed last year. (laughs) I missed this year. So, yeah, who's going to miss next year? Hmm. This is like what I live for. So it's not me. It's not going to be Mark. (laughs) (laughs) This is all I've got. All right. It's not all you got. You got Guillermo del Toro and Telluride, man. Right, 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 right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, I got to go sleep now because I got to be back on set at yeah, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, us too. It's 1 yeah. o'clock here. So. Yeah, damn right. Oh, thanks yeah, for, yeah. Thanks for having us on again. I love Absolutely. doing this sometime. Absolutely. I guess. Hope, hope everybody has a good Oscar night. <laughs> yeah, good luck. What are you laughing at, Jamie? God damn it. I'm laughing at Chelsea. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love how you laugh at Chelsea. You never laugh at me, but that's fine. Yeah, Chelsea's <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm going to uh, play the closing music, okay? Yes, please. <laughs> your, your final duty for the night. Yes. <laughs> Push the button, Frank. Push it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you woke up, Mark. All right. You all right? You all right there? <laughs> that was loud. Okay. What, you turned it off now? I did. I didn't know if you were still talking. Jesus. I thought it was going to kind of... What kind of professional show? Like, I mean, Jesus, it's like a show put together by a... I mean, God, I can't have a professional show for nothing. Damn it. No, no. <laughs> all right, fine. Why don't we just all say goodbye and just let you know we end it that way? Yeah, I'm going to go. Right. I've had to go to the bathroom since screenplay, so... <laughs> oh, I, went like three, I went like three times. Mark went three <laughs> times. <laughs> that's that's why I make those clips guys. so long so you guys can go to the bathroom. See, you kept saying shape of water and I had to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was your shape right. of water. Yes.
All right. See you guys. Yep. Good night, everybody. Bye. All right, I'm hanging up now, Jamie. Are you still there, Jamie? I'm going to sing along. I think everybody hung up. All right, I'm hanging up, too. All right, thank you, Jamie, for hosting. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great Oscar weekend and a great Oscar night. Good night.